Welcome to the Helihead Show. This is episode 82. I am your host, Skids. We got Gucci here. Hello, my friends. We've got Dole Cool Hands. Cool Hands is here. Wow. Man. Like magic. Sheesh. We got Diamond. What's going on? And we've got the Duder Do Deck here. Good evening, everybody. Good evening to you, sir. <laughs> Top of the <laughs> Forgot to wear my white gloves. I'm sorry. <laughs> it's uh, so proper. It is. I like it. Mm. Uh, the only thing that's proper in this show. Just want to say it's that. Todd. Yeah. Todd. That's it. That's None it. Of us. Just mm-hmm. Todd. Oh, what have you guys been up to? Anything? Nope. Mm, life. No. Mm. Working. You yeah. all work. You all do something for a living these days. I I yeah. finally do. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Yeah. I had to uh swap jobs again. Why? Oh no. I don't know. It's just stupid. I'm Did you get bored? Stupid. You got bored. Stupid. I'm freaking done. Why'd you stop? stop? <laughs> um because government, right? I mean that's probably the best way to describe it. Uh but uh yeah, my contract came to an end again. Same contract company. Two contracts came to an end because of the loss of funding in one year's time. You know? Holy cow. Nothing like getting your hopes up that you were going to completely change your life, maybe even move. Um, you know, all kinds of planning and whatever else that we plan to do. And it was like they just said, oh, you think so, huh? And they just ripped the rug out from underneath my feet. So, uh, I suppose we're going to stick around here for a little while longer. <laughs> but, yeah, I, I ended up getting another job. And, uh, you know, so far I like it. it. It's fine. But the whole going into the office, uh, which is what I'm doing now. So, for the past three years, I've been remote. And Lucky. Yeah, well, yes, thank you. It was nice. Um <laughs> That's part of my being a grumpy old man right now because I had uh, I had a schedule. I you know I I had a good thing going, and um, then having to you know switch gears like that, and all of a sudden adding two hours of of drive time, you know, there and back, uh, really threw a damper on everything, and. Not being home to intercept packages, you know, and I know first world problems, I get it, but you, you don't understand, like if you do work from home and then you go back into the office, like you, you full blown understand like just how, you know, much of a, I don't even know what to call it, but it's, it's, it's shit. That's what it is. Let's just call it what it is. (laughs) It's a, it's a mind fuck. Yeah, this is I mean, straight up mind it's fuck. fuck. <laughs> I mean, just mind fuck yeah. yourself, Kevin. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I was trying to do good with the dieting and all that stuff too, and I was working out in the mornings, and you know, I mean, having to add an hour ride time to work, and uh, you know, it it's it changed everything, and it's not that it's not doable, you know, to to readjust, but I'm just being a whiny bitch, and I don't want to. 
I want to stay home because I like being at home. You stubborn old man. I am. I am totally am. Totally am. <laughs> I'm gonna come live with Christy and Monty and let him support me. There you go. Yeah. So. I dare you. Oh God. I dare you. Fine. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so yeah, that's been the latest for me, but. Uh, I have been doing some flying, but uh, we'll get to that soon. I know that sounds weird, me saying that. Usually it's gooch, but, uh, you know, yeah. So, uh, you guys want to kick this off or no? Let's do it. Yes. Let's do it. All right. Thank you to everyone who downloads and streams and listens to our podcast. We do thank you very, very much. Uh, I do pay attention to some of the numbers every now and again. And it seems like numbers are trending upwards, which is nice. Thank you very much for allowing us to invade your headspace for however long our podcasts are. Uh, I heard it somebody one time call it renting space. <laughs> I don't know how <laughs> you call it renting, but the fact that we're in your ears and we're invading your little headspace there, thank you. That's uh, that's very cool. We appreciate it. So uh, anyway, uh, who wants to go first? You want me to go first? Do it. Okay. Let's see. Gucci's weeksesses. Weeksesses. Um, so, yeah, I've been doing a little bit of flying here and there. I've been flying mostly my 420, but um, this past weekend, I got to go and camp on Saturday night at the flying field with our good, you know, friend, uh, Yard Sale. So oh, nice. Yep, he got a camper. He's back in the saddle, what it seems like at least. Um, we pretty much uh, sat by the bonfire. Uh, we were going to do some night flying, but we're like, yeah, let's just relax. And, uh, you know, it was, it was kind of awesome because, you know, we hung out until probably one, 1 o'clock in the morning, midnight, something like that. And then the next day we woke up at the flying field and we had a little gathering. That's Todd awesome. was there. Candy was there. Uh, we did some flying. Um, I tried out my Logo 200 that's been crashed a bazillion times. <laughs> and that thing, like, the, it was so, it was shaking so bad, the tail would not hold anymore. I still flew it a couple of times, but, um, yeah, I had to do some surgery on it. So, uh, finally got that going this, uh, this during the work week. Um, I worked on it and today I was able to fly it, uh, and get a flight or two on it. And it's actually somewhat like 90% there. Still got some shakes, but it's not bad. Uh, let's see here. And I got the logo 200 going because tomorrow, which is, this is be Friday. So uh, Friday before this episode releases, we're going to have our first Northeast Ohio indoor fly-in. So there's a uh, uh, person local here that actually rents out the Kent State, uh, I guess, sports complex. It's an indoor complex, you know, football field, more or less size. And for 20 bucks, you go out there. Uh, seems like it's going to be once a month for two hours, and you get to do some flying. So... Super excited about that. And because it seems like I'm going to have an indoor, you know, uh, flying schedule this winter, I I did it. I, I bought a Gooski, a Go Home Gooski, Gooski, whatever they call it. <laughs> and I, yeah, I got a Gooski Legend S2. No, you didn't. Mm-hmm. Why? Yes, you did. Yes, I did. 
because I wanted to see one, I you know, my logo is kind of beat down quite a little bit. So I'm like, I need at least two indoor helis. So I brought the logo back to life and then I got the goose guy ready to fly with the cheapo radio. Hmm. And I would like to say, beware for anyone that buys that goose guy ready to fly with the T8 goose guy radio. Uh, you might want to make sure without blades, take the blades off the helicopter and make sure that all your idles, more specifically your throttle curves in idle up, you know, normal mode, idle up one and idle up two, they are correct because um, my initial bind to the helicopter, uh, it was like every idle up, the throttle curve had a zero point when the stick was at full negative. So the first time I went to flip it, it definitely shut down on me because I went into a negative collective and I busted it right up on his head and bent just about the spindle, the and the main shaft. That was the only thing that was everything else, like the the canopy, not a scratch on it. Everything else is perfect except the main shaft and the spindle were bent. So how much was that? So it was, I ended up paying like 390 bucks, I think it was. Yeah. From uh, uh, Heli Direct. And I, to me, it was just something quick that I could get it here before this indoor flying mm-hmm. because I just didn't know if my logo was going to be saved. I was able to save it by replacing some of the parts. I mean, that logo, let's put it this way it was flying with a bent shaft, main shaft, spindle is still bent. Every head bearing is notchy. <laughs> I had half the frames were cracked and or broken completely. Like the tail technically had a little, you know, half of the, so, you know, the, uh, the tail mounts bolt to your frame. The frame was broken on one side right in that area. So the whole like shaft kind of had a little, you know, movement to it. Mm-hmm. Not to mention that 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 boom was about, I don't know, you know, quarter of an inch bent, mm-hmm. and I was flying it that way. So I kind of did a little bit of, you know, God's work on it, and it's actually flying good now. So you know, it's good because I have the the Goose Guy. Uh, helicopter too, so I have two mini helis. I'm gonna bring my my uh, 420 just to see if they'll allow us a little bit of uh, center stage flying. If they do, I might fly the 420 in there. So um, that nice. will give me. Don't they have you tucked in a corner at the moment? Yeah. So right now they're saying uh, just you have to go to the one sides, but you know how that is. You know a lot of these. Let's call it what they are, plankers, right? Uh, that don't really know helis. They think that we all just hover and stay in their way. They, I don't think a lot of them realize. And that they're the cool, about to get a Gucci that goes balls to the walls. Well, there's a little bit more to that. I, I maybe it's a maybe. I haven't heard you know confirmation of this, but even Matt might show to the event to the flying. Oh, nice. So we're gonna have Matt Bodos, myself, Billy Shaw. And who else? I don't know anyone else, but that's kind of right now the heli guys that are 
might show up. So it's kind of cool. I think it's going to be a good. I hope that it carries through the whole winter. You know, because you know, once a month, we know we all going to meet on Friday evening and go out there for two, three hours, whatever it may be. Sometimes they'll do more than that. You know, like um, if they have openings or whatever, because for two hours, that person that that runs it pays six hundred and fifty bucks. Hmm. Right. For the year? So I, no, for the for the session. Oh wow! So he needs to raise. He needs to have because at twenty bucks, he needs to have roughly like thirty-two, thirty-five, whatever it ends up. Right. So, I mean. To be honest, I, I would almost say, like, you know, buy out one one session, you know, for Heli Guys, if we could get the interest, you know, if we right. get interest. Um, because, like, I mean, you know, squeeze three hours out of it for 650 bucks. That's not bad if you have, you know, 20, 30 guys out there. Sure. You know, and we have plenty of space to fly 200 and below, you know what I mean? Yeah, so, yeah. Well, so getting yeah. back to the parts, I mean, how much were the parts to to replace, like to fix it? The goose for guy. the the goose guy. So it comes with a extra main shaft and spindle. So I don't know. <laughs> oh, okay, all right. But I think you looked at the parts, uh, the diamond, right? You said they're pretty. Yeah, cheap. Yeah, they're dirt cheap. Dirt cheap. <laughs> mm, it's so, like two bucks for a main shaft. So. Oh uh, yeah. But I mean, it was like that with the logo two hundred. Like, yeah. even when I I just demolished that thing, I think my, I did the one time I I had no more frames. The lower frames were gone, completely ripped off. I think I I did the math and I spent like forty bucks to fix it. And maybe you'll be able to get some clone parts soon for the goose guy. Maybe. Well, I will tell you this: I'll be a liar if I said that I used logo parts to fix it this last time around did you nope i used omp m2 parts oh, wow um and oh, you mean you mean the logo the logo yeah yeah yeah, yeah. Okay. so the logo um is i use omp m2 parts just and i think really that came around really because you know uh Mikado was having issues with parts and everything else and then we found you know people tried it like oh holy smokes and on top of that, there is there is a company kind of like Lynx. I forgot the name of it, um, but they they do micro heli. Yeah, micro heli that does conversion kits for the OMP to make it look like a logo when it comes to the frame setup. And I think you could get the entire all the carbon parts to do the conversion for like twenty five bucks. Mm -hmm. So I've used that in the past too, but what I've done as of late is I use the OMP M2 uh, lower frames because then you could put your OMP landing gear, which in my opinion just lasts a little bit longer because it's all plastic. Right. You know, so you probably any even if it's a bad crash on the uh, logo or the OMP, right? Because we're using the same parts. It's not going to cost you more than like twenty or thirty bucks, which I think it's pretty good, right? You, you know, if you if you're still in that crashing phase, big time, mm -hmm. um, and they fly so much better. And to be honest, like one thing that we heard right uh, through conversation with other people in the in the hobby, more mainly Tom Shin, he said try the Goose Sky blades. He tried the Goose Sky blades on the OMPM two, and he thinks that it flies better. 
because there's a difference in blade size. Sure. Yeah. Right. So the uh, OMP and the logo, they're like 175 millimeter blades, where the Goose Guy is like 192 or something like that. Okay. So there's a little bit of a difference there, but he see, he said try them. So tomorrow night I might try the the Goose Guy blades on the logo to see how it flies. Nice. So pretty neat. I mean, that's you know up here in the cold Northeast Ohio, it's kind of what you have to do. You know, um, I hear that. If you, fl- if you fly some in, find some indoor place, uh, take advantage of it. You know, so don't complain. Find solutions, right? <laughs> Uh, let's see here. So the last thing I have is we're less than a month away from Arizona from the rodeo. Yes, churros. I mean, mm. flying, flying. Yeah. No, it's churros. Oh, okay. You better, you, churros. We, Glad I wasn't yeah. alone there. Yeah. No, I'm I'm demolishing churros. I'm I'm <laughs> probably that's what I'm going. Yep. <laughs> so I end up getting a uh, golf case for forty bucks off uh, Facebook Marketplace. That's awesome. So. I got to start packing that up or at least getting my, my foam, like uh, Diamond uh, recommended, the flooring foam, the padding, and start figuring out how I'm going to do that. The only problem is I was going to take two Pumas. Um, one of the Puma, I don't have the – I need the pulley, the six-millimeter pulley. Mm, okay. So, tail pulley. So, I probably – what I was thinking is I might – rob it off the freedom edition when it comes in if it comes in in time if not it might go without a tail uh, without a pulley and then just use it as a backup in the event of something going bad or i might just you know use that mainly because it's got that it's got the yg set up on it and i feel like the yg just feels a little bit better the governor yeah yeah so um that's about it let's see all right um that's all. That's all I got. So, so all fine. Right. Some things happening for the rodeo and uh, more fun to be had. Nice. All right, Diamond, what you got, buddy? So uh, starting off with, uh, I bought another Nitro. Nice. Uh, I bought a raw 700. Did I was you really? Whether I want to do a, yeah, I was contemplating whether I want to do a Kraken 700 Nitro or a raw after a 30-second talk with Gucci. Got the raw 700. <laughs> nice. Um, now, Todd's got me leaning towards YS, but I don't know what motor I should get for both the 700 and the 580. Todd's really got me sold on YS. I'm not sure if I want to do YS or OS. Definitely not going? YS. Oh, jeez, this freaking guy. Definitely, Definitely not. Get nope. you a YS for the, for the 700, but nope. I don't think you can nope. find YS. Shut it. I don't think you can find a YS for the for the 580 though. That's a blessing. They make a 60. Can you get it from RC Japan? I'm not listening hey. to Kyle. You guys just tune him out. <laughs> thank, thank you. Jesus. You can get them. <laughs> so they're out. Yeah, I know. Yeah. So you gonna find one used? I wouldn't. That's <laughs> why most people have problems with motors. All right. Well, I mean, then he's gonna have to go OS, Todd. Thank oh, he God. just goes RC Japan, orders nope. a YS60. That's what I just asked. If they were in stock and you said no. <laughs> I said they were in stock. Oh, goodness. This podcast is going down the tubes. He did, you he you did guys are cutting out. I can't hear you. you yeah, I think out. there's some cutting out. But, uh, yeah. Yeah. 
if you don't buy if you don't buy an OS, I'm taking you out of the will. Just plain and simple. Wow. I was in the will? Yeah. Oh my god. Exactly. You get a dog, Christopher. <laughs> I get a dog, I already have two. I'm good. Take it out. Yeah. Now. It wasn't gonna be a good thing, but saying you're out of the will if you buy one. Hmm. <laughs> It's, Do it's you a really game. want his truck? Do you really want his Toyota with the farted seats? <laughs> right, exactly, with the blown-up seats. <laughs> Hole to the floor. Oh, gosh. Uh, I mean, Chris, I, in, all honesty, in all honesty, just buy OS, try it out. You know? That's if, it pops, if it pops, then you go to OS. Just it run it pop, if it pops, I'm sending it to Todd, because Todd's the only one who told me to get OS. <laughs> Chuck it at his front door. <laughs> yeah, but drop it off the PA. Uh, goodness well i dude cool i'm glad you got a 700 nitro uh i think you'll enjoy it even the 50 i mean the 50 right yeah you know i have a hyper 50 you should do that you think so i mean i don't know i I mean if cal can do it you can do it right i mean whatever yeah i got i got a brand new one here somewhere (laughs) <laughs> just chilling yeah anyway continue chris yeah so after the nitros i am building a new heli room which has been an absolute nightmare hmm. i uh not i i'm not made for being a carpenter at all no cuts are straight this thing's gonna fall down on us um and yeah and i hate painting this this is i think the worst idea i've ever had but <laughs> i have to get like the building. out of the room like act like legit building a room. Like legit there like the only thing that was there was a couple like it was just our garage. There was nothing else in it. Oh. So now we're putting up walls, we're putting up drywall and everything. It's been that sounds like a lot of work. Yeah, you wanna come do it for me? I'm kinda nope. over it. No, you want Gucci <laughs> to come do it. He's the professional. I, actually, I was gonna say, yeah, I might want Gucci to come. Maybe get on the uh, freefall uh, podcast. So they can get some pointers over. There. <laughs> mm. there you go. You better do it quick before they go. They 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 close down shop. That's right. Mm. No, it it'll, it takes time, but you'll be you'll be happy when it's done. Trust me. I've been through that. There was nothing. You know, like freaking framing and drywall insulation. Oh man, it's a pain. I've never seen somebody happy about a drywall falling on their head. So. We'll see. <laughs> um, other than the new heli room, I'm also along with Gucci getting ready for the snow and the cold, trying to find indoor places to fly. Um, there's currently two. Uh, both are kind of at perfect time, so I think I'm gonna run those two. Uh, if you're in upstate New York, Water Valite uh, Wing Warriors is got the dome back, so it's just thirty five bucks for the day. And then there's another place in Massachusetts, and they want 20 bucks for five hours. So both aren't too bad of a deal. And then I actually went into flying. I was planning on just doing F3C practice, and then about halfway through, I got a little frustrated and uh, proceeded to beat the living crap out of my Genesis for three flights. Came back, hovered great again. I think my goal now this year is to figure out how to do 3D in that little circle, because every time... I've hovered horrible. SmackDown came back and was dialed in. So uh, if if, uh, if the world or FAI is listening to this, uh, can we make the circle a little bigger so I can smack down before I get to the hovering circle? And uh, <laughs> that'd be great. <laughs> nice. Yeah, I'm, I'm sure they'll listen to that. 
they really listen to this show. <laughs> yeah, <right>. Chris <laughs> wants to move a mountain. That's not going to happen. Yeah. I don't think I can move a pebble over at that place. Is that it? That's it for my weeks. I have nothing <laughs> else going on. All well, right. Take over. All right. Well, uh, Todd, would you like to go next? Like uh, Gucci said, we went to the uh, our home field club picnic this past uh, Sunday. It was windy. It was probably blowing 15, 20 miles an hour the whole day. But still a good time. Um, I was definitely a flight station hog. If somebody wasn't ready to fly, I just cut in front of them. I didn't care. <laughs> Uh, no, that's how you. That's just how you do it, Todd. I mean, Todd. Let me say something. Todd was a nitro, and he went old school with the electrics. What did you fly, Todd? On the I electric side. My, on my on my electric side. Yeah, Drake. I flew the Drake. Yep. He was freaking killing it with a nitro. That YS was sounding good. So t- tell us what you did, because you did some some changes to your YS-96, right? So yeah, the 96 um, had always had this pinging noise in the pipe. It almost sounded like detonation. And um, I'm running 23% uh, fuel. I'm mixing 15 and 30 together. Okay. And uh, been doing that for a long time. And uh, this pinging noise was always kind of bothering me. So I figured, I'm going to just try an extra head shim in this thing. Put an extra head shim in it. The noise went away. Um, the motor smoothed the right out. John Maselli is running 30% on his 96. He had the same problem. He's running two shims because he shimmed up 430. We added a uh, third shim into his, and his smoothed the right out also. Interesting. So I think the trick is on those 96s is get an extra head shim in it no matter if you're running 20% or 30%. Wow. And uh, it really, really helps. What plug they are you were running that really thing? Well. Okay, so you're going to laugh at this. The best plug I had found in my career of flying Nitro has been a Tower Power plug. Huh. So Tower Hobbies. Tower, Tower Hobbies sells Makes a clone. Plugs. It's a clone. It's uh, a clone of an OS. It comes in an <laughs> OS blister packet. It looks exactly the same as an OS, but they run really well. But is it an 8? It's a tower power plug. They don't have any different yeah. numbers on them, yeah. but I believe. I th- I, yeah, I think it's off an eight. I think it's an eight or a seven. So mm-hmm. tower power seven. means eight. I mean, so if you want to go with a seven, is it tower less power? I mean. <laughs> or more power. Or more they power. They only have one. Now, the thing that used to be nice is these things used to be like $1.99, and you could buy them like a pack of oh, wow. 15 or something like that. But now they're right up around the price of a standard OS plug. Or oh, a, wow. Uh, so they're not cheap anymore like they were before. Huh. Then what's the motivation, Todd? They just run. They run really, really well. It's the smoothest running plug I had ever found. Interesting. And okay. I have even ran right. like the Enya plugs, Enya number threes, number four. the OS number eights, and they just work. Hmm. So, yeah, um, Gucci was there with his camper, like he said. Uh, Mike Sobey was there. And they basically set up a TV behind their camper and set some lawn chairs out and we're watching NASCAR all day. So we didn't have to worry <laughs> too much about them flying. <laughs> Whatever. You were just disappointed. I, went, I didn't oh, have the nitro. That's goodness. all. Well, Gucci shows up with a 420 and a 200 <laughs> logo. And he's there for the day, right? He's going to camp out the night before and he brings two little 
PP helicopters. Yeah. And <laughs> no nitros. Yeah, basically. So, naturally, he did not have a fun day flying in the wind. Mm. His 420 did fly good in the wind, though. Yeah, I still flew the logo and the 420, and I, I didn't mind it. I mean, you, you know, the only good thing about it was, was the wind was from behind us, from an angle, right? The wind was like almost directly behind us, so it was fine. Yeah, so it was fine. So I had a blast because that 420, I think a lot of people don't realize how good that thing flies. And then when you put it in the conditions, because even when we went to Cuba the weekend before, it was the same thing, right? It, it, it was kind of windy. And, you know, people watch Candy fly and they're like, oh, my God, that thing flies really good even in this wind. So I like flying the 420, no, no matter what. It's a lot of it's a fun helicopter. I don't get a chance to fly mine very often. There's somebody always else. Why don't you get another it. one? Just get another one. I'm probably going to have more. to get a second one of those. Probably. I was just thinking about that this week. Probably you should get, get a f- Freedom Edition. Freedom Edition 420. Yeah, maybe. Mm. <laughs> That's what I need. Four, or two 420s. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Ron has four. Well, yeah. And uh, I can't get over that. I did fly the Drake that day. I flew one flight only. I was flying nitro. I was really into the nitro stuff. Both my uh, both my raw 580 and my 700 were just running really, really well. And I burned through a gallon of nitro that day. And then um, flew the Drake one time, and it was just too windy. But I went up and did a inverted auto, a hang time inverted auto. And kind of had a blade stop issue right at the end of that flight and broke the landing gear. So that was mm. it. I got that all fixed this week. Um, but uh, Billy Shaw was there and he had this Kraken, uh, yellow Kraken, and he was flying it at 2000 RPM. And Gucci turns around to me and he's like, hey, that's on 6S. And I'm like, yeah, sure. And I didn't believe him. <laughs> he was flying this Kraken on 6S and I. I put a tack on it, and it was 2,000 RPM. Wow. And it was flying really well. 700. This is a 700 crack. 700 crack him. was getting hot? No, dude. So he had a 4025X Nova and an 1120 KV. So this is a uh, 580 motor with a Hobbywing 120 on it. What? And it never shut down. <laughs> I'm telling you, dude. It's, I don't know how, what, how he did it, but it... It flies really good. The only thing that you got to, it, when those batteries are done, they're done. It, they're done. Like it, but it doesn't, it flies fine. How long is he flying it for? Three minutes, three to four minutes. Cause he, he is not flying what? for three How minutes on 2000 say, RPM. No freaking way. I was going to say three to four. No yeah, way. Dude, I am, I am telling you it's a, it, it's, it's, it mind fucks you. How, Kikuchi, how weren't get... they like 7,000 milliamp packs? They're 6,000 milliamp packs. Okay, well, you 6, left that part out. Okay. Well. <laughs> I thought he was flying with 5,000. Oh, we never like, really oh. mentioned it. But still, like, it's still impressive that a 700-class full-body helicopter is flying on a 580 power setup on a 120, on a 120, and he, he flies it. And he does low head speed, but he does 2,000. And let's just say, you know, he's still working on collective management, but it's not shutting down. He, well, he shut it down when he crashed it, but that's because he was 
you know, romping on it pretty good. Got a little too low. Jammed a tail and <laughs> into the ground. It stuck. <laughs> it literally <laughs> ripped. It ripped right in front of the tail case. It ripped the boom. So the boom ex- just flew off the helicopter. And he just autoed it down. I'm, I'm sorry. I'm still stuck on 1120 KV yep. success. That's where I'm stuck. I was pretty amazed when I when I finally seen what was actually being done. I I was pretty amazed that it was working. That's I was crazy. trying to get his logs off the 120 because I wanted to see what the amps, what how, what kind of amps he was pulling at 2,000 RPM. Sure, but I could not get it off of the hobby wing. Hmm. So I will do this, Kevin. Uh, next time I we, I uh, go offline with him, I will take a video of this, like. No bullshit. We'll get all the info on it, all the the opinion count, everything. So, because I'm telling you, you, Todd didn't believe me. So it's the yellow Kraken? Yeah, it's the yellow and blue. With the titanium main shaft? Yeah, so it's the lightweight edition. Oh, okay, so it's lightweight. That's why. Well, (laughs) still not that light. (laughs) No, I'm not. Oh, yeah, it's like, you know, three pounds. Yeah, it's like three pounds. Yeah. Oh, uh, interesting. Wow. I can't believe he's getting three to four minutes. That's crazy. That's crazy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, we'll have to get a video of it. So he flies He flies that setup on his Diablo 700 UL, that Kraken, and also a Puma. Well, the Diablo wow. makes sense. He's got the ultralight. Right. Yeah, yeah. and then the, the Puma, right? Well, that makes sense. It's ultralight, too. But the yeah. Kraken's the one that's nutty. That thing's yeah, like, right. And, and they all have the same ESC. They use the same battery packs. It's literally identical power setup between those three, and they all fly without overamping or you know voltage drop or anything like that. Hmm. That's crazy. That is. Crazy. I seriously thought it was a 12s setup when I seen them flying it, and Gucci told me it was 6s. I really thought they were joking. Hmm? Sheesh. But right. besides that, um, the Arizona trip is looking more and more like it's going to happen. So Nice. I don't know what I'm taking yet. It might be a last-minute decision. So I may be <laughs> taking nothing at this point because I don't think I have anything flying except a nitro. I may just throw a 420 in a little carry-on case and motor on out there real quick. You know, maybe I can get Chris Barnes to uh, mail me that little 420 he stole from somebody because that's what he does you know the four hole yeah and uh mm-hmm. i'll just take that out to arizona that's a good idea right it's easy with a carry-on i'm sure the original owner won't mind the original owner forgot that he had it mm. there you go <laughs> well hey original owner forget again because i'm taking it <laughs> uh, we all yeah. show up for 420s that's it that would be pretty funny no i <laughs> I'm thinking about taking a nitro, but I'm trying to work out the logistics on it because I really, I'm not, I don't know. I, I have a helicopter on order, but I don't know that it's going to be here in time. We'll see. I have no idea. Goose know. guy. Yeah, there you go. You should bring an airplane or like. Yeah, like sure. Why not? <laughs> yep. Yeah. A crack yak. Yep. Just yeah. break the wings in half and glue them back together when I get there. Yeah. yeah. That works. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Jeez. What days are you guys going out there? Uh, Thursday leaving. to Monday. Yeah, for me. I'm leaving Thursday evening. I go mm-hmm. Thursday evening, and then Sunday morning I leave. Yeah. 
Come on out, Todd. I'll put plastic on the bed. <laughs> Sounds a little scary. Uh, we'll, be, we'll be hanging out by the pool in no time. Mm. Todd is going to be in a bubble, though, floating on top of the pool in the water. Yeah. But anyways, that's my week. All right. Thanks. Great. Uh, who, who would like to go? Who would like to go next? I guess that leaves Kyle and me. Oh, I'm losing interest yet. Yeah, I will. I mean, you know, you talk about success was making me fall asleep. So, what was success? Huh? I don't know. Yeah, I'm lost. Yeah. Kyle, what? You want to go? Yeah, I'll make it quick so that Todd can go take his break. Okay. Yeah. Go Pete. Uh, yeah, it's gonna be a long one, Todd. And done. And yep. Yep. He's punched out. <laughs> Gone. Uh, Gone. <laughs> let's see. It's been a while, but I looked at Kevin's weeks, and uh, ours are pretty similar. So, yeah. um, Chris Barnes and Mr. Cholo, aka the person who destroyed my car seats, uh, and Kevin came down to Florida. <laughs> To hang out with little old me. Yep. Yeah. And we went and we rode bikes and we went flying and we had some good food and, and all that good stuff. So we had a nice little best friend. Oh, sorry. Yeah. Yeah. No, that was a good song. That was excellent. (laughs) How dare you guys? You guys meet up. This is a helicopter podcast. We're getting there. We're getting there. Oh, okay. Okay. Detour. Oh, okay. (laughs) (laughs) Man. You threw me off my train. My notes are out of order. And- Jeez. Uh, so yeah, we we came to touch. visit. Yeah, we came to visit little old you. Yes, and we rode bikes at a place called Santos. If yes. you ride mountain bikes, you know exactly what that means. It's my first time being there. Kevin and Chris's second time, right? Right. Yeah, second time. So um, it was cool. I mean, I don't ride a whole lot these days. I'm unbelievably out of shape, but still had a good time with with my boys hanging out. And, uh, we went flying that same day, didn't we? Later in the afternoon. We did. We did. Yeah, we made it at the torches, and we saw a good old Maney. Maney? Good old Maney. Always yep. good to see that guy, and got some flying in. I don't think I had any helis that day, but we were able to fly everyone else's stuff, at least. So, we got some <laughs> flying in. Yeah. 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 Yeah, you flew mine. We were doing a little uh, test That's right. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. Hopefully yours. And I... Brought it home and wait, was that the seven S? That was a seven S. Never mind. That was a seven S. Yeah, yeah. I flew your uh, your less than exceptional Amazon batteries. <laughs> Keep dreaming, bitch. <laughs> uh, anyway, fast forward a week. Uh, I did some traveling uh, for work, and I shipped my raw seven hundred up there, so I'd have something to play with in the evenings. And uh, yeah. I just have to say that two years later, I think two years. Maybe three years later. The Raw 700 is still just unbelievably good. Like, mm. that thing is just out of this world. And I have no ties to anything anymore. I have no reason to say this. But it just flies so freaking good. It just blows me away every time I fly it. It's tough. It runs high head speed, low head speed. Doesn't make any weird noises. Nothing gives. Nothing breaks. You're not cutting the boom off. Knock on wood. I mean, that thing is just crazy good. And mine it looks like a creamsicle with the orange boom and the puma canopy, so mm. you can see it from from the moon and all that fun stuff. But yeah, yeah, flew that. Uh, kind of getting back into airplanes again. 
Oh, boom. Yeah, well. We, we got to keep you away from Perez. Like, that's it. No more. No, Santi's my dude. He's getting me back in the planes. He, he gave me some of his stuff to fly, and it's got me all rejuvenated again. So, I'm so there's awesome. this podcast called Freefall RC. Um, <laughs> they're good dudes. I'm going to link you up with them, okay? Never heard of them ever. <laughs> so, no. Get my extreme flight extra going again. It's got Ooh. a V-bar in it. Does that make you feel better, Kevin? It's got a V-bar. Uh, listen, well, a little bit. But the extreme flight actually detour. Uh, that's a really good plane. Those are nice, actually. It, it I will give top, credit top where credit is due. Yes. Yeah, yeah, they're really they're good. Quite a few of those planes. They're nice planes. Yeah. Man, I might buy another one if I get bored this winter. Now you're really making me sick. I'm not going to build it. If that makes you feel any better, I'm going to have someone else do it because that's a lot of wood and a lot of glue, and I'm not good with either of those things. Mm. <laughs> 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 no uh, solid connectors on that bad boy. <laughs> not enough, to say the least. But I'm. <laughs> I have one silly story to share uh, is my last part of the weeks is, is that when I was up uh, in Maryland for work, we had Mr. Paul Angioli in town for a couple weeks uh, helping us out with some projects. And Paul brought up his Raw 700 as well as a Logo 200. Hmm. And I have a Logo 200 as well. Well, had a Logo 200 as well. And hmm. we were at the shop <laughs> one day on a Saturday. And we're just wrenching away on stuff. And in between, you just open up the, the rear door and we were just flying in the back parking lot. And I was flying my Logo 200 and everything was all good. Like I did like four flights, no issues. And Paul went to go fly his and he's like, nah, I'm not going to put the canopy down. I don't need that thing. All right, cool. Whatever. Your eyes must be great. He gets it across the parking lot, loses visibility, and he drives that thing in as hard as he could right <laughs> in the concrete. Like it hit the ground. It was just like <laughs> confetti. Parts everywhere, uh, and of course he didn't bring any parts with him. And I don't—I mean, I hardly ever fly my Logo 200, so I've been trying to sell it anyway. So I made Paul the deal of a lifetime, and now he's the proud owner of my Logo 200. It's nice. Fine. Yeah, <laughs> that should be part of your benefits package now. <laughs> they should just like buy you guys like Logo 200s to put them up like near the back door. Yeah, yeah. Just put them on a shelf. Yeah, it's, it's, Every time Paul's in town, you got to double the inventory, though. Yeah. Triple it. Yeah. <laughs> he piled it in. He turned around. I'm like, man, do I have a smoking deal for you, buddy? <laughs> the hell, he didn't even hit the ground yet. Uh, yeah. <laughs> but, he said yes right when he's crashed. <laughs> yeah, before it was like uh, the doo from the V-bar disconnect. He was like, I'll take it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's hilarious. Poor Paul. <laughs> uh, poor guy, but. Now he's got two, well, one and a half logo tuners. There you go. Perfect. Uh, well, that's all I got. That's something interesting. All right. All right. Well, uh, same as Kyle. Um, I went and visited some dudes in Florida. Uh, but, you know, I'm going to be honest with you, Kyle. Coming to visit you seems a lot more, or a lot less painful. Because mm. I'm going to tell you right now, trying to drive, from, drive to Tampa from here, is like driving into a black hole. It's the worst. I mean, I could have taken three trips to Disney faster than yeah. getting to Tampa. Yeah, 100%. It's ridiculous. Yeah, you timed it just about as poorly as absolutely possible, though. Yeah. Put that out there. Well, I was in the car all freaking day, too. Truck, mm -hmm. whatever. Yeah. But, uh, yeah. Holy crap, did it take forever. <laughs> thought I was never going to get there. Yeah. But, uh... But yeah, I, I went to uh, Cholo's house. He actually set up his camper out in front of the yard there. 
Uh, really awesome of him to do that. And um, so that evening when I got there, I actually got there in just enough time that we actually went to his home field. Uh, do you know the name of his field? I can't remember now. What's it called? Uh, I think it's called Tracks. Tr- Tracks? Maybe. That's, no. I know that one is near him. It's Tampa Radio Area Control and something or other, but I don't know. I don't think I, that's I don't it. Uh, I forget what it is now, but at any rate. The flying field. It, we went to a flying field, yes. Mm-hmm. And uh, it was me, um, Cholo, and his friend Tom Elder. And uh, and so we went there and flew a couple flights and, and had a really good time. Uh, that evening, I did have my nitro with me, uh, and we, uh, he actually ended up rebuilding that for me. I forget exactly what was involved, but he, uh, he was very generous. Oh, we actually had to put a new clutch bill on it. And, uh, so he, he gave me one off of his and all kinds of fun stuff, but he was very generous and got mine flying, which was amazing. So... We, but then, wasn't there something else we found when we got to the field the next day after bike riding? Um, was it the head? It was the head being like needed to be shimmed, right? Something, yeah, yeah, yeah I think that's what it was. Yeah. yeah, I flew it once and, uh, and, and I went to go pick it up to take it back to the bench and I noticed that the head kind of had that clunk to it and I was like, ooh, I'm not going to chance things, you know, I'll, I'll, you know, take it home and inspect it and whatever, but, uh, at any rate, so backing up just a little bit. So we did that that evening. And then the next day, of course, we agreed to meet Kyle over at Santos. And uh, what an amazing trail system, right? Mm, unreal. Yeah. Uh, we, uh, we, we made some headway. We did some growing. We actually uh, were doing some drops and some jumps. Mm-hmm. And uh, we watched uh, Cholo chicken out at the top of the mountain. I say mountain. Mm-hmm. It was a hill of dirt. Yep. But uh, yeah, he was up there for a while, and a whole bunch of people. There was probably like what, like fifteen, twenty dudes, like waiting for him to do this roll in, like to a <laughs> drop, to a jump, and eventually it got to a point where people were like, "Is he gonna go?" And I'm like, Still alive. "I don't know." Yeah, I have no idea. And he's like, "Does he know how to jump?" And I'm like, "I don't know. We'll find out here in a minute." And all of a sudden, we <laughs> we <laughs> from the top. We hear, I'm scared. <laughs> <laughs> We're like, well, then come down. I mean, what are you doing? He's like, I don't know. Hang on. And I mean, he was up there for like what seemed like 20 minutes. And yeah, we were waiting for him. it was for a long time. So much so that people left. And so finally, I was like, hey, uh, no one's here now. You can go. And he's like, okay. <laughs> Just continue to stay. <laughs> Just sitting there hanging out. He's just hanging out. Looking at TikTok or something. Yeah, probably. Catching up, yeah. So, uh, <laughs> probably, yeah, probably doing like some selfies for his Instagram or something. Yeah. <laughs> um, but, uh, I don't know, a lot of fun. A lot of wooden features and things there that was really cool. We did that whatever, like, bridge thing. I don't know what it was called. But uh, I know that that was one of the things that I chickened out on last time. And I was like, nah, not this time. I'm kind of tired. But mm-hmm. I wasted no time. I was like, doing it, gonna happen, don't care what happens. Nice. That's and, what's up. and I just freaking ripped on it. And all of a sudden, you guys were like, well, shit, freaking Kevin can do it. I mean, anybody can do this. Let it rip, tater chip. So we sessioned that a few times. 
but uh, yeah, I the the drops were what was fun for me. Uh, that was definitely something that I was looking forward to, and I'm glad that I did them. Um, but uh, it was a good time. So after that, we decided to go get food, didn't we, Kyle? Uh, we did. Yeah, we had and, to get some carbs back in our body. Mm-hmm. And you sorry ass bastards had those people sing to me. I forgot about that. And <laughs> guess. Uh, no. Yeah, gotcha, bitch. I, you know, because it was happy, my birth- happy birthday. Yeah, so it was my weekend, my my birthday weekend, and so I was like, no, 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 no. They're like, oh yeah. So, <laughs> yeah. at any rate, I even tried to like, you know, negotiate with the lady. I was like, listen, I was like, I was like, she says, what kind of pie do you like? And I'm like, well, I said, hold on. I was like, how about I buy three pies and we just skip the song? She said, nope, and she ran off. Mm-hmm. And I was like, son of a bitch. So they come back, and I'm not making this up. I, I, I'm not making this up. We th- all three looked at each other in complete dumbfound disbelief, okay? They start singing. Do you know how the song went? Hit it, Dan. Happy, happy birthday. Not even making it up. That's exactly what they sang. I was like, when the hell did Eric Shu show up to teach these people how to sing this birthday song? Not even making it up. I was blown. I, I was looking at them like, who set these people up for this? Seriously, like, what, what's going on here? And But they literally sang the happy birthday song just like Eric Shu sang it at the, at the Japanese place at Urcha. <laughs> I was like, I called up before you got there. And yeah. Say, Listen, this is a bomb threat. Don't yeah. worry why I don't blow this place up if you sing happy, happy <laughs> <laughs> Oh, my goodness. It was absolutely a riot. So, um, but we went to uh, Kyle's house for a little bit and uh, got changed because obviously we were pretty muddy and disgusting and whatever. And, um, we ended up going to Torches and met Manny out there. And, uh, we only flew for a little bit because to be honest, uh, you know, flying was just, uh, it was just a sidebar of the trip. It wasn't the main part of the trip for us. And, um, I don't know, something came up about going to a bike shop. (laughs) I think I sort of like egged that on and I was like, I'm like, yo, I'm like, your bike shop's open till nine. I'm like, that's freaking rad. Let's go. And, uh, so yeah, we ended up going and, and hanging out there and looking at bikes and, uh, I think Cholo bought some shoes or something and very cool place. They got like a little pump track out back, uh, would have been really cool to do that. But I think by then we were all tired and, uh, we actually ended up finding a place to eat at old Frogger's. And, uh, for those of yet, for those of you who have been there, you know how awesome that place is. And what did we do? We ripped through like 50 wings, the three of us, like holy balls. I think we ordered something like that, 50. We did like three different flavors and yeah. we got some fries and some other stuff and just laid our ears back. Yeah. Yeah. So pretty awesome. Uh, it was, I couldn't have asked for a better birthday weekend. It was amazing. It was a good time. Good. So um, long drive home though. Uh, the family, of course, was happy to see me. but. Uh, so that brings us to the following weekend. Uh, well, 
a few weekends, actually, because I think I wasn't on the show the last time, right? Somebody took it over. Uh, but one of these recent weekends... <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, one of these weekends, I uh, actually went and finally got to see Chris Ryan, Chris Nutt, as you guys know him. I got to see his, uh, you know, Camp Ryan. And Homeboy has, like, a full-blown farm. I did not realize that what was going on. But dude has chickens. He has pigs. And he has horses. <laughs> I'm not even... He is literally... Yeah. Holy uh-huh. Chris, man. <laughs> yep. So, uh, but it was super cool to see what he has going on out there. And, uh, and so... I don't know what happened. I can't explain it. But I flew the first flight, flew pretty well. Uh, it was the 7S uh, Puma. And then I decided to take off again and do this pirouetting whatever something. And I was going to pirouette away from us. And I do remember at one point in time, it felt a little close. It wasn't close. It just felt close. And I was like, Chris is on my right side, which everybody knows is the dangerous side. And I was <laughs> like... Um, you know, I'm I'm a little bit panicky at the moment. I'm like, all right, get control of this thing and get it away from us. And something happened where I literally just freaking plowed it in. And uh, sorry, Chris Diamante. Um, so I am gonna sell it to you, Chris. Sorry, but I have to rebuild it. <clears throat> I'll remember this. Yeah. Next time you want to over me, I'm gonna go pile driver. <laughs> Chris is gonna be like, "Where's the nearest tree? I'm gonna find the tree and I'll plow it right so, through it." Yeah. So <laughs> the <laughs> so the best part about that was is like here I am pirouette, well like oh shit, and then bam! Chris looks at me. He says, "What happened, dude?" I was like, "Um, I don't really know." And he says, "Wasn't that the one you were gonna sell to Diamante?" And I was like, "Well, I was. <laughs> <laughs> I was gonna sell, but not now." <laughs> Oh, he should started. be a lot easier to ship now. Oh, yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. Oh God, it was so funny. We were dying laughing, but uh... <laughs> I swear, if I get a box, this <laughs> it comes to me, the box just crashed. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, so uh... but it was good to see him. He, he's he's doing well. I mean, he's been. I mean, I know he went to Hex, you know, and whatever. Uh, but um, we had long conversations just catching up, sitting on his front porch there and uh, in his log cabin, you know, his Chateau Chris. And, uh, you know, um, it was fun. It was cool. It was cool to see, like I say, everything he's got going on there. And, um, you know, with all the horses, that was the first time I'd ever seen his horses that he had for, you know, him and his family. His daughter, obviously, you know, is competing. And uh, it was very cool. But it was funny because like he was like, yeah, he was like, I, I live right down the road from you. I'm like, oh, sweet. You know, when somebody says right down the road, you think five, maybe 10 minutes. No, it was like 30 minutes he, away. He, did from it, my he house. didn't country. He didn't. Country oh, yeah. Miles. Oh, yeah. He totally gave <laughs> me the country mile. <laughs> but yeah. And um, but yeah, again, it was it was fun. It was cool. Uh, Sounds like you lived a country song. Yeah. Yeah. He well, he might he might start playing guitar now. But uh, oh. So, I ended up going, what was it, Monday was a holiday? Yep. And I was like, dude, I'm going flying. We're doing this. And so, uh, you know, a lot of times, you know, like, I think some people know me and Gooch and Tom Shin, you know, we talk on the phone at, on lunchtimes or whatever, you know, and stuff. And, uh, and of course, Tom was working. I think, Gooch, you were off somewhere. You were doing the flying thing with Sobe and those guys, or? 
No, Monday I was winterizing the camper. Oh, that's right. That's what it was. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And washed it, and that's one thing I forgot to mention, but that was an adventure, but yeah. it looks good. Yeah. So I went out and flew um, with the, the Nitro. So, <laughs> my God. So I changed out, well, no, I reshimmed the transmission on the Rotro because it was had a little bit of play in the head like I was talking about from, from Florida. And so I did that and, you know, which is kind of an involved process. It's not, it's not easy. It's not hard. It's just not fun, I guess. But um, so got that done, got out to the field and turned the radio on. And I noticed that something was going on with the servos, that the elevator servo was actually on negative pitch the the servo itself was like rocking backwards it was like actually bending you know in its mount i was like what the heck is this you know and it didn't dawn on me you know at first but uh kept messing with it trying to figure it out i'm like holy crap like the servos are getting hot you know and uh so i ended up turning it off and then turning it back on and trying again something just wasn't right and i i at this point, I couldn't see what was going on at first. And uh, so I was like, well, I wonder if it'll start, you know, and I'm thinking like, you know, maybe I could at least just at the very least get a hover out of it, you know, and which is stupid. I just totally dumb, like a bad freaking idea. But so I put the starter to it and it turns it over a few times and then it acts, the motor is acting like it's, it's hydrolocked, right? And pull the starter out. I'm like, what the crap is going on here? So I'm turning the heli sideways, you know, trying to clear it and still same thing. Nothing. It's like, it's just, it's locked. And, and so I happened to bump the starter in my hand. The battery was dead. I'm like, are you kidding me? So now I went and charged the battery for the, for the start. This is all, it's like all warning signs, right? (laughs) And I mean, you're like, you should know better. And so bring it back over to the table and I'm like, all right, before I do anything, I need to figure out what's going on here. And coincidentally, what was holding the process up was when I took it apart, I had taken the head off and the swash followers were above the pinch bolts. So the pinch bolts were not all the way screwed in. So they were binding on the heads of those screws causing this, you know, problem. That's and I, was, fine. I was like, holy crap. That's fine. <laughs> Send it anyway. <laughs> Good thing you didn't go try and hover that. So as soon as I, you know, tightened up the bolts, you know, everything was smooth again. Servos were not getting hot. And I'm like, send it. So I, uh, I did, uh, was Tom? No, Tom was not on the phone at that time. So I sent it, flew it, you know, did my thing. Of course, the plankers were all amazed as they are. And uh, so I'm like, all right, I'm calling Tom. And so I said, all right, Tom, I said, I'm putting you on the hat cam. I'm like, we're doing this. And it was just through Messenger, you know, doing the little FaceTime, whatever you want to call it. And so flew it. And even Tom was like, bro, he's like, that thing is freaking booking. <laughs> he's like, that thing's like doing freaking hurricanes, like, like Rozilla hurricanes, you know. And so, I mean, she was moving and it was flying fan freaking tastic. To the point where it's like, now I'm like all gung-ho nitro, you know? So, uh, I, I figured I better stop while I was ahead, and I think I needed to get home anyway, so I packed up and brought it home. But it was, 
it was just glorious to have, you know, an uneventful couple flights. You know what I mean? Where it's not like there's something going on, which always is just terrible. But, you know, obviously I had some headaches beforehand, but, you know, luckily it all worked out. So, but at least uh, you found the stuff, you know, I mean, you could have just tried to fly it anyway. Yeah. Well, that was the thing is I was saying, at least yeah, it, just didn't start. it doesn't care. It doesn't matter that the freaking servo is being bent back, whatever, you no. know, no problem. And uh, so, yeah, I was like, thank goodness I found that because that could have been really bad. But uh, at any rate, um, what else did I do? Uh, so you're talking about golf cases, uh, Gooch. And I I was scouring the internet as well, trying to find one, and I had a lead on one, and then it just it seemed like it started getting more and more complex. And then there was another guy in Ocala. He was, you know, selling his. And I messaged Cholo and I was like, Hey, do you feel like taking a trip to, to Ocala? And he's like, you know, I know I the way he worded it, it was like, no, but I guess. <laughs> and uh and I was like, look, I'll pay for your gas you know, and then it just kind of turns into, I was like, no, I'm not going to have Cholo do that. It's just stupid. Why would I make him do that? And, um, I, I think I remember Chris was saying something about a, a golf case. And so I messaged Chris and I was like, Hey, I was like, did you happen to get the golf case from your work? You know, whatever. And he's like, I actually have it in the truck. He says, I'm on my way home now. I'm like, where are you? He's like, I'm about to pass this you know, road called Jedburg. And I was like, well, that's where I live. I'm like, can you stop at this gas station? I'll meet you there. So I now have a golf case. And I didn't have to pay for it, thank goodness. But thank you very much to Chris to make it happen. So me and Ben now have a golf case to carry our helis in, which I'm super stoked about. So uh, we definitely have that. But wrapping all of this up because it's taking too long. Hey, Gooch. What? I bought something. Oh, what did you buy now? I have a raw 700 on the way. <laughs> uh, 14S? Uh, no. So Ooh, I've got some of those. Um, it's, they're like, yeah, well, no, I got Four one of those. Like, geez, what in the world? Who do you think I am? Nitro. So I ended up going with Nitro. the best batteries on the market, Ovonics. I got, oh, I got yeah. four of those for a hundred bucks. That is not, dude, that was the deal of the deal. Right? We should so. put that into what what was hot. Actually, yeah, true. Three yeah, days. yeah. So <laughs> let me tell you how this happened. I ended up, so I saw the post, right? Brandon Cooper did the post and, um, you know, and I was keeping up with it. But then Elrod gives me a message <laughs> and he's like, hey, bro, you know, you better get these batteries, you know, or whatever he says. Yeah. And I was like, yeah, I know. I was like, I probably should. And then I thought to myself, you know, you probably really should because you're never going to get them at this price. You know, you know, it's pretty unusual that you would. And so I ordered two sets. So I got four 6S packs, got them on the way. And I was like, what are you going to put these in? You don't even own anything to put this in. <laughs> right? So you have to build a helicopter around a tail servo or a pair of bats, right? Isn't that how that works? Completely nope. understand the situation. Yeah. You have a Neo, you buy a helicopter. That's what you do. So, uh, you have an so EO, you buy an airplane. <sighs> this guy's killing me. Jeez, we have bring a servo down. extension, but buy a helicopter, <laughs> right? You yeah. know, <laughs> boat. I mean, anything is, is possible. That's right. Point. Set of tail blades, you buy a helicopter. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, so yeah, that's what I did. I was like, whatever, I'm gonna go ahead and buy a helicopter. And, um, 
I but it it has to do also with the fact too that I I am gonna sell you know Chris this uh, Puma. And uh, so I'm going to strip it of the now stuff. Now thing's crashed. <laughs> <laughs> Chris, I just in, want you to know, I got... In perfect working condition. <laughs> he goes, no, this is, this is what's messed up. We're on the phone the other day, and he goes, oh, yeah, I'll sell it to you. He goes, it's in great shape right now. And I'm like, oh, awesome. <laughs> I'm in great shape now. <laughs> he did say right now. I mean, yeah. with all due respect, he, yeah. he, he used the correct I, words. Yeah, I clarified, right? Yeah. Yeah. Well, we were yeah. going to go with uh, after Arizona because you were talking about bringing it there. So, Well, so that's just it. I'm, I'm going to do my best to have it ready. And, you know, if nothing else, I can take it apart and give it to you there. And, you know, I'll just bring home all the, the rest of the stuff. So we'll see. We'll see how it all works out, how it pans out. Uh, but time oh, is God. running out for me big time. Um, I did get in a huge box of parts today. So I'm going to I'm going to try and work on it this weekend and try and get it ready to go because as soon as the raw 700 gets here then it's like go time, you know. Um but uh I do have another set of servos that I can use in the meantime and all that stuff, so not too worried about it. It's actually out of the dirt dauber one, you know, but uh at any rate, we'll get it going and uh we'll figure things out. You know, I I may just bring those two and maybe not do the nitro i don't know we'll see i would love to take a nitro i think it would be a lot of fun to fly with gregor and those guys and have the nitro but um i do understand the headaches and hassles that you know are associated so it sucks traveling with nitro plain and simple yes it does i know i I missed the flight because there was um nitro residue inside of a fuel tank inside of a t-rex 700 nitro yeah well, yeah, I was gonna, a, I was gonna mail the tank, basically. Good. My gonna, buddy showed up once, and TSA took his muffler off. Yeah, so that too. I was gonna mail that as well, but then I was still worried about the engine. You know, just mail the whole thing. Yeah, mail the whole Actually, thing. Here's here's a hack for you. I don't even know how this happened, but I shipped a golf case with my raw seven hundred in it, a charger. Um. A radio tools, so this thing weighs like 50 pounds, and then a separate box with four 12S stick packs. All of it together was $36 shipped from Florida to Maryland. How's that even possible? 36 I have no idea how. They weighed it, and they did not dimensionally size it. So maybe I got lucky, but it cost me $36 to ship it ground, and it got there in two days. Wow. What? So you might want to check that out, Kevin. Go to your local uh, office depot. Office yeah, FedEx. I mean, and you gotta be- find you gotta find the person who's not paying attention that day. Right. Yeah. Right. Look for the dopey guy in the back. Be like, hey, I need your help. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and blue, come ship my box. Oh my goodness. Well, yeah, I would. Uh, I would love to take one. I don't know that that's going to happen, but um, we shall can see. We put a, can we see if uh, somebody can line us up with one out there? Well, I mean, I'm yeah, I'm sure that you know some of our BK boys, you know, will uh, allow us to fly their stuff, right? But um, maybe, yeah, M- me not after so much. They hear, They'll let after, you after they hear about this. No, <laughs> yeah, I was gonna say me, they won't, but they might you. You know, they might let you. <laughs> Probably not me. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, as long yeah. as there's no trees at that field. Yeah, I don't, I don't know that there is. Is it the same place that he was broadcasting from last time with the paved runway? Wasn't it paved? I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. yeah. Ringley, I think Ringley was like 
it had like a paved runway. I don't know. Anyway, we'll find out. But uh, yeah, I uh, I would love to do that, but I do know the associated hassles that you know are involved, and I I don't know that I want to deal with that. But uh, that is all I have. I've taken too long. Let's go. Um, what do we got next? Who's gonna do it? Mm, Chris. that's right Uh, what's popping dan what we got mm, free fall ending let's start with the bad news man that's terrible Mm -hmm. not popping but it's in the news they made the announcement right i didn't even catch on because i didn't listen to the episode yet when people start talking about i'm like what right and um you know, it's, it's kind of, but what is it? Over 300 episodes? 360 episodes? Uh, No, it's like 380-ish something. I, I want to say, I could be wrong. I can look it up right now, but uh, I really wanted to say that they are, I think, fast approaching 400 maybe. So mm-hmm. I think the whole idea of 11 episodes meant that they were, you know, trying to reach, uh, you know. Um, 400. 400 is that right or am i wrong about that i thought uh see all i thought for sure this is saying 346 but i don't think that's right is that right mm-hmm. to, yeah it is no 346 so so they're trying to reach 350 hmm. yeah no it's gonna be over that though i think it's gonna be mm-hmm. like 360 or something but i don't know anyway whatever it is but i thought they were trying to reach 400 i was wrong Mm-hmm. Uh, but um, I wonder if they're going to go full blown home improvements podcasting next. I mean, maybe, M- maybe that might be what's going on here. Kevin's mm-hmm. going to talk about electric bicycles. Yep, and I'm going to need their help. <laughs> You're going to need their help if they're, they're going to do home improvement. I need them. Yeah. Steve can help you. Mm-hmm. And Andy, he'll talk about corn and combines. Or plumbing. Or he plumbing. might fix plumbing. Yeah, or welding, you know, stuff. Ian, he ain't got shit to offer. He's done. <laughs> <laughs> he should have a fun fly on his farm sometime. Mm. Yeah, true. Ooh, that'd be cool. True. That would be. We could go f- drive some farm equipment then. Yeah. Farm bonanza. I don't yeah. think I'd want to do that. Todd driving farm equipment seems like a scary thing. That'd be awesome. I don't know. Kevin driving farm equipment in a hurricane would be... Probably out of this world. Hmm. <laughs> we can do some things. Obstacles. We could do who could go through yeah. the obstacle course the fastest. Mm, yeah. Do bottle knocks with tractors. <laughs> <laughs> Sign Dan K. Reed right up. Mm-hmm. Mm. No, it's it's sad to see these guys go, but we we know you know we're not nowhere near their level of episodes, and we know. How hard it is, you know. True. So, better quit while you're ahead. Sometimes, you know, it's just it's there's some truth to that. So, yeah, it's gonna be sad to see him go. Yeah, I I was uh, I was not happy to hear that, but I I get it. I understand. You guys have definitely put in your time, and uh, I definitely feel like you guys have contributed immensely compared to uh, you know to others. And uh, you definitely have paid your dues, man. Thank you very much for all that you have done and all the enjoyment that you have brought everyone. And, uh, man, 
we'll never reach that, but, uh, you know, we will definitely miss you guys. Even your home improvement episodes. Right, Todd? Exactly. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yep. All right. So more bad news. More, more bad news. news. Jeez. Or, or good news. Something. Uh, I think the, the, the jury is out on this one. The Align TB7 or 70 or oh God. the new Align 700. Why so is it? Why is it going? 70? I, I, I don't know. To be different. I think you were right. It to, should be TB7. TB7 to be different. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. It's hmm. just, it's interesting because that design, because all we saw was the design already morphing, right? Right. Is changing due to various reasons. Who only we could speculate. Um, only a line knows mm-hmm. the the truth behind it. But you know, it's it's another seven hundred class heli that seems like it's uh, it's going to come to the market. You know, and we've always said the more the merrier. And the same time, support who you're going to support. That's right. You know? Yep. So buy from who you want to buy from, and yep. just leave it alone. You know, you if don't you like don't, something, don't buy it. That's right. If you don't like it, don't buy it. It's just that simple. And don't post on Facebook about how you don't like it. Yeah, no need. <laughs> no need. All you're doing is creating division and uh, yeah, I don't agree and with you're that. And you're making me one step closer to quitting the hobby. Mm. Yeah. Don't do that, Chris. I, I will say this I'll, and I'll just, you know, we'll go to the next thing. But, you know, there's only you could probably count them on on one, maybe two hands, you know, people in our hobby that maybe have something to say about it you know i think most of us we're just general hobbyists i just go with it i'm gonna support who i want to support and i'll fly what i want to fly you know so Mm -hmm. um so yeah like you know it's kind of disheartening to see you know both sides right they're just going at it over something it's like it's another 700 let's move on you know yeah Keep doing what you're doing. You know? I think there's a fine line between inspired and inspired. You know what I mean? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, so we can we can all split hairs all we want to, but, uh, you know, mm-hmm. I, I think that's what it comes down to is you support who you want to support. If you don't like what somebody's doing, then don't support it. Don't do it. But there's no, re- no reason for you to climb onto the internet and act like a jackass, right? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Even- it's too small. Yep. So let's go to another bad news. Gosh, you guys loaded me up with this one. Holy smokes. Oh, this one's Only really sad. Yes. Yeah. I think this is, you know, up there with freefall. Like the line yeah. drama is the line drama, but like I think only Fine Hell is closing. Shannon made the announcement and freefall ending. That kind of, uh, you know, I'm not going to say my, my sales, my wind sales kind of, they had no wind in them. You know, yeah, because of yeah. those two. You know, yes, you know, we're BK Hobby team pilots, but at the same time, it's like Shannon has been nothing but a true value-added supporter of the hobby. Um, he was always there with his trailer, and it's sad to see him go. Yeah. You it's, know? It's one thing, thing. He came to everyone. Right. It's one thing to be a hobby shop and be, you know, um, a major retailer, I guess, for mm-hmm. us. But it's a yep. whole nother thing when you're a retailer and you show up to all these fun flies with the trailer packed full of parts for us because, you know, he knows when I show up, I'm going to need parts, you know? Yep. He bailed yep. me out so many times. Oh, yep. yeah. Yep. So, so, 
sad to see him go. Um, yeah. Best of, you know, best of luck with the future endeavors. You know, it sounds like, you know, like many of us, you know, there's always something next, you know, for all of us in life. So uh, good luck. And I mean, it sounds like he said, you know, I'll see you in the next phone fly. So he's not like he's leaving the hobby. He's just closing the hobby shop. Yeah. So well, we're going to hold you to it. In his post, it sounded like his other business was doing like really well. So, yeah. Yeah. It's a, it's pot. Uh, at the end of the day, it's positive. So, yep. okay. yeah. Good luck All to you right. guys. Yep. Uh, next, more helicopters. Gas powered hmm. helicopters is releasing a Super G conversion. Hmm. What is it? Who, who wants to give us some, some specs on that? I don't know if we have much information on that yet. I don't think there's nice, much. Though. Is it that new? Nothing, Todd? Is it? Is there a donor donor heli? I believe they're using a raw 700 or electric. Okay. Mm-hmm. Okay. Huh. Okay. They just raised a CG, pulled the motor up. They're using. It looks like they're using an inverted bell housing on top. Okay. Mm, that's that right. CG way way up on the motor, and it makes it just look much more um, right sleek. Stock. It's very, yeah. it's very appealing because it doesn't have that like crazy like all the gassers look super high up. Right. This mm-hmm. one looks like just all like tucked in raw. together. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I noticed that the gas tank they did the incline, you know, where it's not sitting flat, right? It's kind of tucked in right in the center of the heli, mm. and that brings everything in, right? Like looks stock at that point because you know the like motor is the, the fuel motor. tank onto the CG right under the CG, so you don't get any. Um, CG shift through uh, sure. the flight as your yeah, flight burns if, off. If you do, it's minimal, right, Todd? I think it's directly under the main shaft. Okay. So pretty cool. So it's not going to mess with you at all. Not at it all. shouldn't. It shouldn't, right, in theory. But I, a lot of people like nothing but good things. Like everybody was like, finally, it looks awesome. When can we order it? And it was just, I think it's coming here in the near future. I think um, somebody might have put in an order for one. <laughs> I just can't get over the sound. Oh my god! I can't uh, get over the sound. I've always wanted to try one, and this thing actually looks like really good. So, okay, I'm gonna pull you the know, trigger. Some of these new pipes that are coming out, though, for the gassers, it does make the sound bearable now. Okay, yeah, it's not the, as horrible. the one, the one that Cade uh, uses isn't that bad. Okay, I don't know what pipe he has, but it was actually pretty quiet. And was still making pretty good power. Okay, so it's a standard like nitro. What we've seen on nitros, right? It's you know, it's not like a a power pipe like, or like yeah, a, it's not a tune like a pipe. dirt a dirt bike tune pipe that they put on them before. It's like it sounds like a nitro, like not doesn't sound like a nitro, but like how loud it is is similar to a nitro. Okay, cool. More helis to the market. I mean, we're running out of nitro here quick. You know. We're scrounging whatever we can, so pretty cool. And we saved the the best for last because I know good old Kyle is gonna love this one. Mm-hmm. And you know maybe Todd, maybe Todd, you know is gonna get over you know the the incident where I killed one of his pulse chargers. I mean it's green and black; it matches. Yeah. So Ovanic is coming out with a charger. So the, the battery manufacturer is releasing a 200-watt combined DC charger. Mm-hmm. One to success, 
Um, it could do, if you go, actually, that's AC. You could do, if you go to DC power, it could do 300 watts per channel. Uh-huh. So 600 combined. And I, I don't know. I, we looked it up earlier today, and it was for 120 bucks. A little steep. And I, a little bit steep, I think, for, like, we, we looked around, and for, like, 10 bucks more, maybe, maybe 20 bucks more, you could get an ISDT or an iCharger that's similar. A K2? So like it is the, AC-DC? Yeah, it is AC-DC. It goes both ways? Yep, it both, it's, it's, it's by. Yeah, it's 2022, Todd. Like that whole like. Yeah, it can identify how it wants. Yeah, it's a swinger. I'm yeah. not judging. I'm no, not I'm, asking a question. I'm not judging, but the price to me is like I, in my opinion, being that it's Avonic, right? Like a, you know, a less known brand for chargers, right? I almost want to say that if they had a price lower, maybe like eighty, ninety dollars, I'll be like, okay, it's it's. It's a less costly alternative, right? I think, you know, knowing what I know, it's, I don't know if I, I probably would just spend the extra $10 on ISDT and be done with it. That's just my opinion, you know? I agree. So, yeah. Apparently, Kevin has already submitted his sponsorship mm-hmm. request form. Doing it. You know, team Black Bats, Black Chargers, Black anything that's, not right. as expensive. No one else is better. Mm-hmm. So, I, just another, you know, it's it's cool because this seems like there's a lot of this big push in the 200 to 300 watt area of AC where all you have to do is just plug it into the wall outlet, you know, type chargers that are coming out. Where before, I think, what was the average, Todd, that you saw before then? Maybe 80 amp, something like that. Yeah, probably. You know, so it's pretty neat. Um, I think it's something, you know, worth considering if, let's say, ISDT, there's a supply shortage, whatever, Avonic is coming out with their own charger. So that's about it. Anything else you guys could think of? Oh, out of the press, we did see Brian Barrows, Mikado USA, made a post today. This is Thursday when we're recording. Um that it looks like for you know he's comfortable based on the, the the discussions and everything else that he's had with Mikado with suppliers so on and so forth Q1 2023 and I know that changed again because we were kind of discussing it and we heard like fall time frame winter time frame uh, give about to so 2022 is when they were gonna fix the supply chain issues and they're gonna have radios and not have this cha- shortages anymore. But now that they have some FCC hurdles that they, they seems like it's in the process, there, he's uh, announced that Q1 2023, when we should see these supply shortages of Mikado products, um, at least the radio is what seems like it, um, it's going to be Q1 of 2023. Yes. So more in stock. Yep. Nice. So super excited. I mean, I'm not super excited because I do have a new radio. I somehow found the last midnight edition black one, you know, during COVID or right before COVID. Um, and I picked that up, but I know I, I kind of was looking, I'm, I'm hoping that they come out with that alternative to the classic. 
I'm super excited. I can finally upgrade. He <laughs> <laughs> can finally get with the program. Is watch, I'm gonna, watch, I'm going to buy it. And then they're going to come out with another one. <laughs> yeah. Now, I, I think the touch is there to stay. I doubt that they're going to. I don't know what else. I mean, if anything, they might upgrade some of the, like, gimbals or something like that. But I don't see them varying that much off what the touch is now. Yeah. Yeah. Mm, one more thing. Somebody's right. got something else. Yep. We do. We have news. Oh. So we're going to end on a good note, a good note, a high note. I, I, I thought, well, dude, uh, you know, I know your number's coming up for your surgery, but not. You know, ah. Do you want to tell everybody about that? I mean, you know, like you said, I can well, identify tell, how I want. Let's talk about the other person's surgery. Who are we going to, who's this person? I don't know, but uh, we got a new guy coming to the show. With surgery done already? I mean, you know, <laughs> I don't know that surgery could fix him. So Okay. But, Who's this uh, new guy? I don't know. I'm not going to say anything just yet. But he uh, he's in Helihead boot camp right now. But he will be here next time. Okay. He uh, he I don't know decided to um, rework his entire mouth today. Oh, he's getting a new grill. I like it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Something about a crown and a cavity and wisdom teeth removal. I mean, he just went freaking full ham today. So he was like, he, he's like. I don't think I'm going to make it on the show tonight. I was like, yeah, I don't imagine you would either there, pal. <laughs> <laughs> he was so positive. Oh, I'll be fine. I'll yeah. have it in the morning. I'll be fine. I'll be, I'll be, yeah, I'll be good by was, lunch. He's like, oh, I'll be able to make it. Yeah. yeah. Okay, then, sure. yeah. So then at four o'clock, he's like, hey, man, how's it going? <laughs> uh, we should have made him. We should have taught him a lesson. What do you mean? Oh, yeah, we should have just invited him. Like, yeah, dude, go ahead. Right. Roll, 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 yeah. roll. Like, yeah, Call him up anyway. Cycle. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, okay. new guy coming. Excited. Hmm. Mm-hmm. Who could it be? I don't know. But, okay. uh... Keep people guessing. I like it. He is, uh... He's one of our good friends. Reliable dude. So, we like that guy. Sweet. Yes. All right. Anything else? I think that's Going it. Twice. Going twice, and I let's sell it so Todd could close it, and so Todd could go, you know, take a potty break. Yeah, he just pee pee break. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. My second favorite part of the show. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> All, All right. right. Well, let's take a short break. We'll be right back. <laughs> Shatter your limits.
All right, welcome back, everybody. Uh, tonight we have a topic for you that uh, has been long overdue, uh, you know, but unfortunately it's one of those topics that we wanted to take our time with. We wanted to try different variations and make sure that when we came to the table, we knew what the heck we were talking about, hopefully. <laughs> Fingers crossed. But we're going to talk about the Puma and we're going to talk about all of our experiences with power setups. Uh, you know, different blade lengths and, and head speeds and motors, whatever. We're going to try and touch on all this stuff here and uh, and see if we can't uh, help some folks who are out there potentially thinking about buying a Puma, which I do encourage it. It's a fantastic model, but we're going we're gonna to go through a lot of this and try and uh, clarify a lot of what we've experienced with it. What do you guys think? Sure. Can we also talk about crashing them? I mean, dude, I'm an extraordinary crasher, so mm, <laughs> you got yeah. your guy right here. I'm your guy right here. Okay. Yeah, Chris? I don't really know how to crash. I haven't even gotten it yet. <laughs> mm -hmm. well, it's, uh, Kevin is trying to train it. Yeah. It will live a life of I'm, crashing. Yep, I'm trying to make it understand Wait, this is on. your life. Hold on. Mm -hmm. whoa, whoa, whoa. What are you guys trying to say here? <laughs> I mean, weren't you the one that crashed like two Black Thunders in the span of five seconds at Spring Fling one year? Facts. Right. Ouch. I don't want to talk about it. Okay. It's still, yeah. still, <laughs> He's still, it's still sensitive. <laughs> I still go to therapy over those. Oh, gosh. Rude. Epic. Uh, Epic. You know yeah. what? I don't want anything to do with this. I'll talk to you guys later. No. Mm. Yeah, we'll, we'll, yeah. We'll keep talking about it. Don't worry. Uh, no, I think. I think it's, I'm I'm ready to do this because I, I like you said it's overdue and I think there will be some useful information throughout the whole thing, including you know just kind of what we've seen as far as light crashes, harder crashes, kind of you know parts. What, what do yeah. we use, you know? What do we need to buy? Right. Know? What's it take? Cool. With the, what is it like the total cost of ownership, as they say? Yep. Kind yep, of. Definitely. <laughs> yeah. All right. Cool. So topic number one. Who is this kit for? Who's it geared for? Everybody. You think so? But not. But not. No. But like the suit is black not. <laughs> it um. is definitely not for me and Carrie Brooks. <laughs> and what do you mean by that? You know? <laughs> Is, is, is it enough for people is enough for people that are named Kevin or Carrie or mm. Yeah. What, yeah. What, what is the discriminator in this situation? Yeah. You ever seen me and Carrie's hands? They're like freaking meat hooks, right? I mean, we yeah. ham fist the shit out of everything. <laughs> you yeah, know? Okay. That's what we do. <laughs> I mean, so, people so, say, oh, you got to learn collective management. I mean, me and Carrie, we're like, eh, no need. Don't need that. And I'm, that's just, mm -mm, that's not me. Just, just that's an option. It. That's an option. <laughs> <laughs> no. Uh, basically, what I mean by that is definitely is it is not the bigger brother raw that you can just crank up to 2300 and just beat the ever loving shit out of it right okay. uh, so it's not meant for that am i right mm -hmm. in saying that i think everybody needs to remember that it uses a lot of raw 580 parts right gear train, yeah. rotor head um so yeah don't expect it to be a raw right try to keep the head speed 2000 or below and we can talk about that a little bit later they right. do fly very well at lower head speeds it was actually kind of funny because i got a message i'll leave him nameless just because i didn't ask permission but he messages me and he says okay mcgrady he's like 
what head speeds can I really run? Not what the manual says, like, what can I really run? (laughs) 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 And I answered it honestly. I was like, "Um, you need to pay attention to the manual, like, for real. You know, you don't, it's it's not, it's not a 2300 Smackbird. It's just not that. (laughs) So. So we've seen, let's, let's talk head speeds. You know, just from our experience, you know, I mean, we obviously have different fly styles and we got Kyle, but I think generally I've run anything as as low as 1200 all the way up to about 2050. Yeah. Yeah. I have run mine at 2100, but again, I Mm -hmm. think that's a little much. Um, I think that the takeaway from this is that if you're running it at higher head speeds, it just may mean that you're going to be facing maintenance sooner. Is that safe to say? Yes. Okay. Yes. All right. So I think this is me personally. Um, I've been flying mine, the 7S, at like 1850. And Mm -hmm. it's pretty enjoyable. As long as you can get yourself out of that mindset of like, man, it doesn't move like my RAW at 2300. Well, of course it doesn't. But mm-hmm. it's if you can get out of that mindset, it flies fantastic at those head speeds at 1850, mm-hmm. 1900. Yep. It really does. So uh, I think uh, Todd has gone lower, right? What's the lowest you've run, Todd? So I'm running uh, 6S on mine, and I am running uh, 1080, 1460, and 1780. Wow. And my go to head speed is the 1460 on that okay. helicopter. It Why just would seems you... like a good sweet spot for it. Okay, so so explain that. Unpack that a bit. Between like, you know, lower than sub fourteen hundred versus it being the sweet spot. Why why would you say that? It just fits my flying styles at the fourteen sixty. So it's not a model thing, it's you. I think it is. Okay. All right. Because I mean I think I've heard stories of people running theirs around twelve hundred and they seem to be doing just fine. I don't think it has any weird tendencies, right? Uh, even down at 1080, there's no strange tendencies. Yeah. Now, yeah. if it's windy out, you're going to get blown around. Mm-hmm. So, you know, as the wind kicks up, you know, 10, 15 miles an hour, you might want to get, you know, up around 17, 1800. Right. Uh, I think I was noticing that at Hex, at Heli Extravaganza. I think the winds were up, if I'm not mistaken. And uh, even being on 7S, like I could kind of feel that it was being carried just a little, not terribly, but a little bit, you know, where I had to go up into a, a different bank to, because I think it, I think the first flight I did was like 1600, somewhere in there. And so the next flight, I definitely bumped it up uh, because it was getting blown around a bit. So a little more susceptible to the wind, because again, it doesn't carry the weight that its big brother raw does. And uh, so keep that in mind. But, um, but yeah. Anybody else got anything to add to the head speed section? Nope. Sub 2000. That's Sub all 2000. Kyle, what have you Sub been running? Um, I've tried a broad range with it. <clears throat> I've definitely exceeded what the manual recommends uh, just <laughs> to see what happens. And I'm not going to tell you what number that I've used, but uh, we've definitely been north of 2000. Okay. And uh, <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I settled in on mine at like 1940, I think. Yeah. 1940, 1950 on 7S. Yeah. And I swear that's still too much. I need to bump it down a little bit because when it's just one single pack, the thing is just so stupid light that you really don't need that much RPM. So, mm-hmm. Yeah, probably like 1880, somewhere in there would be really good for a 7 or even an 8S setup. But yeah, yeah, somewhere in there. I like taking mine down low, not 
Todd low, maybe around 1450. I think I have a bank set up, but you okay. know, I, I don't really spend a ton of time there. Usually fly it at the, the 1940 range. Okay. Nice. Yep. Nice. Uh, all right. So how about blade length? Have you guys experimented with any different style blades? Lengths as well. I have. Um, so running 6S, I'm a little bit more prone to pull in some high currents. Um, I've tried three different motors in mine. So there's different experience with all those motors and different gearing. But I have settled um, to the SAB TB690 blade. Now, again, that's a self-preference thing because I think I'm just very familiar with that blade in general because I run it on all my helicopters. Okay. I have tried the new S-blades. They fly very, very well. They're stable. Um, but they do grip some air, and they can pull your amps up. I run quite a bit of pitch, and I have tried running the S-blade uh, S 700s with less uh, collective, but for some reason it just feels odd to me not to have 14 and a half degrees of collective in there. So um, I've settled on the 690 TB blade for okay. myself. Yeah. Anyone else? I've been with S7s all the way through and through. All the way through. Okay. Yeah, like uh, I've tried the non the switch uh, 713 uh, standards. Okay. And I, they tracked really good, but you know, I, I it just it was almost like I was fighting it to flip it or you know to to go through the cyclic ring, you okay. know. And I didn't like that uh, with the S seven seven hundreds with the power setups that I have because I'm running twelve S. I I think those are just amazing blades, um, and even more so, I start running them on the nitro seven hundred raw, and you know, I'm just. I, I think it's the perfect balance between the standard switches and let's say like the Revo blades that Nick Maxwell has. Okay. They're very, very well through the whole range of, you know, head speeds and collective. So for me, it's S7s. Okay. Uh, I'll go real quick and then we'll let Kyle finish it up. But uh, I, I've flown S7s as well. Uh, I think that they do really well. I think they respond well. And I, I, I think for being the stock blade that comes in the kit, uh, you know, you, you don't need to rush out to grab a different set of blades. Uh, I do feel that they fly very well with it. I feel like they recover well. Uh, but being that I'm a switch guy, um, I have tried the 693XFs as well as 713XFs. And now this was on the 8S Puma that I was running. And uh, the 713s, mind you, I did not, I, I did not tune it from 693 to 713s. I wanted a one-to-one. -one. I wanted to see what it was going to do. And being that there's extra blade, it got a little bit more grabby. Uh, and it also seemed to feel as if, uh, the only best way to describe this is it seemed like it was, it was falling out of track faster. So maybe there's some flexing going on. Um, not to say you can't tune that out. I didn't. I wanted to go from one blade to the other just to kind of see. So uh, again, you probably could tune some of that out where it gets a little bit more, where it recover recovers quicker. Um, but uh, it it <laughs> it was nasty. It was very grabby. It, it was very powerful. Uh, you know, the stops were a lot more aggressive. It seemed to me, anyways. Uh, so, um, but but again, being on seven S or eight S rather. 
I was running just over 2000, maybe 2050. And, um, you know, again, I'm, I was flying it in a way that it was not intended. So, you know, take that for what it's worth with me describing 713s. I personally feel like 693s was, was where it was happiest. Uh, again, of course, it's tuned to those blades, but it seems as if when you're doing certain things, it tends to recover faster. It doesn't seem to sort of hang on the blade long enough where it feels like it's, you know, uh, losing its its grip. I, I don't know how else to explain it, but it just seems like the 693s recover way faster and uh, it seemed to be happiest on those blades to me. So I, uh, I of course, that became my home. Um, but uh, Kyle, what did you, what have you tried? Yeah, I've only flown the SAB S700s on it, <clears throat> so I don't really have any feedback for larger blades. Um, just gut instinct, I feel like it would just fly way too light and floaty, uh, especially for what I'm trying to do with it. Um, I don't know. I think you could probably achieve a certain flying style with it with 710s. You could run like super, super low RPM and, and get something out of it. Um, this is not a disclaimer or anything, but I feel like the head's kind of narrow and kind of small for a super long blade to be on it. I don't mm -hmm. know. I'm just kind of assuming here. But if you stick with seven, like 690 to 700 millimeter blades, you're basically guaranteed success. If you yeah. go longer than that, you just might run into some goofy things or maybe adverse uh, flying style for what you're looking at. Yeah, you probably would definitely spend some time on tuning at that point. Mm -hmm. Probably even more so backing out of the pitch and you know um maybe even adjusting eye gain something like that to kind of reduce some of that that grabbiness that it has would be For my sure. guess yeah 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 definitely so um but it was an experience that's for sure on 8s it was it was quite nasty <laughs> yeah i'd actually be concerned because like if your setup is right on the borderline if you're running like 6s with maybe not the right motor and maybe too small of an esc like you're probably kind of already on the border of shutting it down or overheating it and then if you throw seven tens in the mix, like you're just <laughs> you're asking for trouble at that point. So sure, sure. I don't know. Yeah, I just stick with six nineties unless you feel super adventurous at some point. Okay. Well, let's get into that. Let's talk about motor combinations uh, in reference to battery size. And uh, what have you guys been running? I've been running six S uh, fifty five hundreds uh, in mine pulse batteries, and um, that's been working great for me. What uh, motor are you running with that? So right now I am running the Xnova uh, 4030 1000 kV motor. Okay. And in the past I have used the uh, 4025 1120 and the 4025 um, 830 motor on 6S. Okay. Um, all those motors work really, really well. Um, the 1120 motor, I was definitely pulling more current. Um, and the 830 motor, if it was geared properly, um, it's pulling about the same current as the 1000s pulling. So both of those motors actually do work. Quite a few people at my local field are running the 830 motors in theirs, and um, they're having great success with it. What is the the targeted head speed, uh, you know, while running an 830 kV on 6S? So the guys at my field that are running the 830 motors are running a about 1780, 1750, 1780, somewhere in that range okay. is where it seems pretty happy with. Is that 21 or 22 two tooth pinion or? No, they are running a, uh, I believe it's a 23 or a 24. Okay. I think it's a 24 tooth. Okay. 
Just I would, I'm I, running I, a 21 I online. Heard, I think I've heard you say it before it was 23, but yeah, 23, 24 is, makes sense. Okay. And on 1,000, I am running a 21. And okay. I'm pulling, um, the most I'm pulling right now is about 145, 146 amps. Okay. Uh, interesting that you don't go down. Okay, so the problem, as far as pinion gears go? Yeah. The problem I have with going down on pinion gears is the motors get real torquey, and the tail starts to act very, very funny. And okay. I just have never been able to tune that out. So normally I do the opposite of what you should probably do, and I pinion up to get the governor happy, because I use the, v, uh, the Neo governor. Okay. And for some reason, it seems like when you gear those up a little bit higher, um, the tail is just more happy. But you'll be like coming, you'll load the motor up and you'll unload the motor real quick and you'll kind of get this very, very strange tail effect. It's kind of hard to explain. Doing TikToks, you'll notice that there's just a lot of torque with the smaller, um, less teeth pulleys on them. So if you go up a little bit, um, it takes that... Um, is it like a sucking wind kind of sound, like where it sounds like it's struggling or? Not a struggling thing. It's more of a, you'll see the tail just start to bounce. Like, doing, oh, okay. say, doing TikToks. It's just like the motor just has too much torque, low-end torque. Hmm. Um, so that's the only way I know to explain it. Okay. Interesting. Okay. So that was 6S. Uh, Kyle, what was your experience? I know you were running 6S for a little while. Yeah, um, I did the classic thing of trying the 40, 25, 11, 20 kV motor since SAB was kind of marketing that when the Puma first got announced. Uh, it works. We're using works very loosely with that. Um, it's not an optimal setup. It's really not ideal for a 700. That's more of a 575A setup. But I've settled in with the, the Xnova 4030 1000 kV motor, the same one as Todd. Um, that one's worked the best for me. Um, I think it's the best balance we're going to get between torque and KV and just kind of the, the power that we can get for the broad range of lipos you can put into it, like meaning 6S, 7S, or up to 8S, like some people want to run. Okay. So I've tried it on 6S and 7S. I've settled in on 7S personally because I found less bogging with it. But with 7S, I think it's an 18-tooth pulley. And on 6S, I'm using a 19-tooth pulley. But I've tried it both ways. Both work. I'm just kind of really vibing with the 7S because it's just one pack. It's still really light, and I can pretty much fly it however I want, within reason, without excessive bog, which is kind of cool. Okay. Yeah, I, I also, one of my Pumas is 7S, and it also is running. I tried the 1120. I agreed uh, that it just didn't feel quite right, and, of course, amperage was way high. And uh, so we started getting the 4030 1000 KV X Novas, and uh, that seemed to be the better spot to be in. At that point, then I think it's a matter of repinioning it to, uh, you know, to your flying style as well as trying to manage where the heat is being released, right? And, um, and that's kind of a, a, a preference thing and, and trying to figure out where that's best for you. Um, but, uh, uh, so moving on along, uh, I have also done the 830 KV. I have the 8S machine. And for me, uh, before we get to 12S, I feel like 8S is the sweet spot. At least for me, it is. 
uh, I think that 830kV is the, the best all-arounder because you can still get, you know, kind of nasty with it, uh, where it seems to take it pretty well and things don't get overheated, but you can also still run it at lower head speeds and have just as much fun because, truth be told, I don't think the, the 4S packs that I'm using are much heavier than the 7S pack. Like, it's if it is, it's very little. It's not much. So you're still... In that quote-unquote single pack range I run two 4s's together and I have had a lot of great luck you know uh, in terms of fun factor and power to weight and things like that being on 8s that's me personally so um, but yeah I'm what using... size packs you running on that on an 8s uh, so I have two I have some Z packs that are 3750s and then I have the Ovonic uh, 4500s so when she's cranked, when it's over just over two grand on the head, um, I get like two and a half minutes. It's not long, but if I were to back it down, then I can easily get three and a half, you know, four minutes. Is that on the 37s or the 45s? The 45s, yeah. Okay. So, so yeah, it still, it still feels light. It feels very poppy. Uh, and, yeah, I mean, that's, that's my home is the ADES area. But, you know, I don't have the finesse that Kyle does. Uh, so, you know, I, I feel like that's my best bet. Moving on to 12S, though. I, no, I don't think any of us have tried 10S, right? No, no one? Not that I'm aware of. Yeah, nope. I, I haven't either. Uh, but moving on to 12S, I've also done that. Uh, and I know that that is a very popular choice, uh, it seems like. Um, but for me, I was noticing the weight that was starting to come into play. And uh, how do I explain this? I, it's not a matter of it being wrong. It's wrong for me because then I begin to fly it like it's Rawzilla. And that's just not what that model is made for. And so if I were to lower the head speed, now I'm going to start feeling the weight a little bit more where 8S was perfect from the gate, right? So that's my personal opinion, uh, but I had tried that on a 4030 560 KV X Nova, and it rips. I mean, it's it's a freaking monster. Like it pulls hard, but I just noticed that I was flying it a lot more ridiculously. <laughs> Were you running five thousands on that? Uh, I did have five thousands, and um, I I don't know if I tried anything less than that. But um, I definitely felt the weight of those packs. I should have tried 4,000s. I think that would have been probably my sweet spot uh, for, you know, how I fly. But, um, but yeah. Hmm. I guess I'm next because I'm, I'm, I've only run 12S. <laughs> Go for it. So I kind of have two different 12S setups, right? One of mine, because I got two Pumas. One of it is Scorpion, and I got the 4035-560KV, and that's with the Scorpion ESE. And that, the only reason, that was my first Puma. I did that because I already had that power setup. You remember, this is the power setup that I used in the Spectrum XL700 V1 that I had. Right. And I put it in the Puma, and I'm with you. It, it's... The, the moment you put 5,000 packs in it, it, it feels like a pig. And you have to run it at 
1900 and above to to somewhat recover you know to have quick stops and and everything else anything below that it's kind of like you're doing it more you know if you run it at 1600 or 1500 um it's more or less it's for for time right, right? to get more time out of it so i i use that one predominantly uh, i put 5000 packs in it when i when i'm buddy boxing somebody right and because he, it gets me like 8 minutes of flying time Sure. Yep. You know, where they're just hovering, maybe they're doing some circuits, nothing crazy. Uh, for five thousands, I usually stay away from the five thousands. Um, the only other time that I, I use five thousands in my 12S setups is whenever it's like really windy outside mm-hmm. to get me as much weight into that heli. Otherwise, I feel like that Puma is so light, even in a 12S setup, if you're running like 3300s, which I have, it, it's like a leaf in the air, like just floating around, like you always have to do something to, to keep it going in direction. It's just not locked in. What we're used to with the Thunder line and then the Kraken line, right? Or even the Raw line. Um, I have tried, so I have that setup. The other setup I have is the smaller setup, which is a X Nova 4025 560KB. And I, I got to say that that setup, I, I love that setup, uh, that motor with the YGE. I'm running 155 amp YGE. I love that power setup, you know, with 3300s. I think it comes in with 3300s, 12S stick back in it. Uh, and mini servos, I'm running like it's like nine point one, nine point two pounds. You're you're running a one fifty five on twelve S. Uh, no, sorry, the one thirty five. Okay. Yeah, the 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 Aureus one thirty five. Gotcha. Which okay. I will tell you right now that with the twelve S, I don't it spikes. I don't see more than like one twenty. Generally speaking, I don't think I've hurt. I've hit maybe on the Scorpion. I've hit one thirty. But okay. the, on the forty twenty five, it's it's sub one twenty spikes. Right. God only knows what the average is. So, um, but that's the thing is twelve S. If you're staying in the sixteen seventeen hundred range of RPM, I could get four four and a half minutes for my style of flying. Right. I'm still running like thirteen and a half or thirteen degrees of pitch. Um, I do light 3D, you know, like I don't do anything crazy with it, but I'm, I'm seeing huge, uh, flight times running in the 12S range. Mm-hmm. And then also I could say that I've done 1150, 1150 on the head with the four thousands that I have. And I think I did that for almost 11 minutes, over 10 minutes flight. And just doing, just flying around, not 3D, because you can't really, you can still flip it and stuff. It's just really mellow. I was up there for for 10 minutes and like 48 seconds <laughs> at that low of a head speed. So right. that's kind of what I've run is two, two different 12S setups, so small block, big block type thing. And I've been really successful with those. Okay, nice. <sighs> So with battery sizes, um, go back through that again. What what have you been using on 12S? Uh, I usually go Tom Day 3300s. 
any other day where there's a little bit of wind, I go 4,500s, 4,000 4, to 4,500s. Okay. All right. For flight time. All right. Yeah. And as I had mentioned earlier with the 8S, actually, I think I was wrong about that. It's not 3,750, maybe it's 3,700s, but whatever they are, it's uh, 3,700 and 4,500s. Um, I mean, surely I could go higher, but uh, that's what I decided to go with to keep it light because I knew I wasn't going to try and stretch it out for five-minute flights, you know. Um, I mean, I will say this. With the 6S setups, I've heard weights ready to go of like 8.1, 8.2 pounds. That's crazy. That's like 600 yeah. territory on 12S. Yeah, and then if you think about that, like you throw seven thirteens to that, mm-hmm. it's it's the disloading is unreal. Like it's, I think it's too much in the light side, you know. Right, right. You know, so that's impressive. No matter what, nine pounds of the twelve S setup and eight pounds of six S, seven S. That's right. pretty darn good. Yep, I agree. So 7S, I'm running 5,000s. Kyle, what are you running? I have tried a couple different battery sizes, ranging from 4,000 up to just over 5,000, and I've kind of settled in on the 4,500 number. Okay. Um, I don't know. The flight time is kind of subjective because, like, I I don't really have a consistent flight time because I try and go through at least two, maybe three of the banks on every flight. So sometimes it's two minutes, sometimes it's... You know, three minutes somewhere in there, but I don't know. Seven S forty five hundred, I think, is the best balance for a seven S setup in my eyes. Okay. Yeah. When I did twelve S, I kind of did it the Gucci way though. I did twelve S like thirty three hundreds or maybe three thousand. I don't remember what it was. It's a stick pack from Maniacs though. I think it's a thirty three hundred, mm-hmm. and that was sweet uh, on twelve S. That was the way to go. Yeah. Yeah. And then six uh, S. I never tried six S, but what were you guys running on those? I've tried 5,000s and 5,500s and settled on the 5,500s. Okay. It's just a little bit more flight time, and I just liked a little bit of extra weight. The, yeah. The Puma is borderline too light um, for a 700. It, it can get floaty. Right. So mm-hmm. having a little bit of extra weight there is not a bad thing. Okay. All right. Okay. Uh so what would you say the differences are between now we can kind of get to that when you were talking about the transmissions and stuff, but what are the differences between a raw 700 versus the Puma 700? So kind of which, you know, who, who's that for? Like, what are we, mm-hmm. what are we talking about? I mean, we kind of touched on it, I know, but I'm just saying as far as like, what are the difference between the two? From a physical standpoint, like almost everything. I think the only thing they share parts on is, Maybe side frames. I can't remember side frames and landing side gear. Side frames is it? Yeah, side frames and the landing gear. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's about yeah. it. I mean, it, the, it's all nitro parts. Otherwise, yeah. like you know, tail so the, and head and everything. So the boom diameter is is less. It's a uh, thirty mil versus 30, 35 or is it thirty three and thirty five? Thirty and thirty five. Yeah, right. 35. Yeah. So that's different. Um, of course, as mentioned earlier, the head, of course, on the the Puma is the five eighty. The mm-hmm. blade grips, of course, are larger because they accommodate 700 blades versus the 580 to 600. Yep. Um, pitch arms, they are different, though, aren't they? From the 580? Um, 
different from the 580, but same would be for like the raw nitro. Okay. Yeah. So that's what I want to bring in, Kevin. The Puma is has more in relation to the raw 700 nitro. Right. Right. So for me to have a raw 700 nitro, it, it just when I was fixing my raw 700 nitro, I was like, man, it's kind of nice because I, I have booms. I have all a bunch of the stuff that I could interchange, mm-hmm. you know, and it kind of works for me because I run that line, you know, right there. So, right. yep. So the point we're making here is, is that they are not the same. You know, so those who are wondering the differences between the two, they are not the same. I mean, the raw 700 is a much more beefy machine. It carries a lot more weight. Uh, and, of course, as Todd mentioned earlier, you know, the Puma carries the uh, the 580 transmission versus the raw 700, which is based on the 580, but is much larger. Am I right in saying that? Yeah. Yep. Okay. It's kind of like a marathon runner and a weightlifter. <laughs> True. You know, like... <laughs> True. I mean, look, realistically, they they both do a sport, right? But they're just different. You know, one is beefy, could take the abuse. The other one is, you know, it will take abuse, but not for long, right? right? right. If you if you do it, it's probably not going to have good outcome. Mm-hmm. And they they try to tell us that in many words, right? And but here now we know right. because there's been some people that, you know, they'll tell you, yeah, I run it, but it's not going to last for long. Mm-hmm. You know. Especially if you do those longer blades, those dampeners are small dampeners. Right, you know? right. Yeah. And you have the to realize the one-way bearing in that is, you know, the auto-rotation bearing is a 580 auto-rotation bearing. It's right. smaller. Than so you're asking a lot out of that if you're going to be running these super high head speeds. Mm-hmm. I, yeah, I mean, I, I have done damage uh, to my Puma uh, by running larger blades and really romping on it freaking hard like it's you know so um it's it's just not designed for that i'm not saying that you can't you know beat on it here and there you know uh a little more gently it's it's just not a raw 700 bottom line but uh but you know yeah so yeah go ahead Puma is more of like a a slow flyer kind of learn something to perfect the maneuver whereas the raw is like all balls to the wall give it all you got <laughs> right right and that's a good way of putting it you know the puma is in fact a great practice machine and yeah. uh you know i i think that if it's intended to be that way then you're probably not running it at 12s i mean why would you uh so you know if you're if you're trying to perfect like rolling circles or pirouetting things you know whatever i mean six and seven and eight s is is plenty to do that because it is light enough to get away with that right so um so i agree with that i think it's it's a great machine to do practicing but it's still you can (laughs) there's some people who can put on some pretty impressive flight demonstrations with pumas i definitely will say that so all right so moving along we have esc choices who's running what what we got going on in mine, I'm running the uh, Hobby Wing 150 because I am running 6S in it. I can run up to 8S in that, which I, I would like to try here shortly. I will try 8S on mine. I have the motor. Um, the only thing I have to do is change the motor out and uh, some batteries, and that's about it. Okay. But um, yeah, I don't, I don't know. Kyle's probably running what a 130 in yours, Kyle. Um, 
I've done the 150 on 6S and 7S with really good luck, and I've used the 130 for 6S, 7S, and 12S. Um, yeah, they, I've had zero issues with either of them. Um, they both work the same functionally for me. I haven't tried a 120. I don't think they'd go over so well on 6S for this thing. But Well, I, I would have said that until this past weekend <laughs> when I seen a Kraken, a yellow Kraken 700 flying on 6S right. with a hobby wing. 150 in a X Nova 4025 1120 KV motor. That's crazy. And it never, it never. It was a 150 or the 120? It was a 120. 120. That's crazy. Yep. Wow. One thing we should note um, if guys are running a Hobby Wing 150, you want to make sure you have the latest version of that because the early version, which I had when a Hobby Wing 150 first had came out, it was shutting down. Um, but the new update fixed all that. Hmm. Okay, nice. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, Dan, what you running? You got kind of so, a hodgepodge. Yeah, I, I'm running both YG 135, and then I'm running the Scorpion 130. So, okay. um, you know, like I said, I've had success with both of those. Um, I just don't see high, you know, uh, amperage pull right. from from my setup. You know, because I'm, I'm, you know, I am, you know, I fly a certain way, and even when I, if I give it all collective, I never really go more than 120, 130 on either of them. You know, so I'd be successful with that. I, I would love to try the success. Uh, I do have a 580 electric with a 155 YGE. I wonder how that would do mm, yeah, yeah. for a success 7S setup. Maybe that's a next year kind of thing. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah. I already have the 7S packs for my 5.8 electric. Okay. Yep. So that's my next. I'm going to give it a try ESC-wise, you know, and moto combo. Nice. Yeah, yeah. Very cool. Uh, yeah, for me, I've been running the 155 and the 135 YGE ESCs. And uh, they both actually have the same footprint case. They're the same case. So when I discovered that, uh, I figured, you know, why not just run, you know, the Arius instead since I was needing to buy an ESC. And, um, and figured, you know, that way I can try the 12S. And then if I want to go back down to 8S, which is what I've done, uh, then, you know, I, I don't have to go get a different ESC or, or whatever. So. They are the same footprint, they're the same weight, and, you know, of course, I mounted those both. Screw them to the plate. I don't know if you guys do that or not, but I do. Uh, I don't, uh, well, Kyle, what, you said you're using the, the 150 on yours, I guess you were saying? Mm-hmm. Yeah, okay. that's what's on there right now. Okay. Uh, this is where we're going to get a little controversial. Uh, we're going to talk servos. Oh, boy. Uh, we're going to pull on servos, huh? This is where, just a disclaimer, Ron Chorus, you need to unplug now. Yes. Yeah. Shut, it down, Shut it down. Go to bed. It's past his bedtime anyway. <laughs> so, so everybody old, old, wants uh, Hang on, size, hang on. Right? Old, old uh, trophy husband there. Trophy husband, yeah. <laughs> trophy husband. Yeah, it's, it's hard work, man. I think oh, a lot of people God. are agreeing with him. <laughs> we saw that tonight. It was hilarious. So just about everybody in the world, right, runs full-size servos on their Pumas. 
Okay. I decided I have one wood full size, which is I'm running the. I think they're like eight thousand ones, <laughs> so old school BK servos. But my other Puma, the second one, I put minis. And yeah, and that's the one that uh, Christopher ran uh, flew at uh, Urcha. Twice at Urcha. Twice. And Ron wouldn't come out with us because he's so scared. He's like, "You're gonna <laughs> fail. I'm not going out there." We're like, "Come watch me fly." And he's like, "No, yep. I'm not coming." And mind you, this is the same Puma that I went chopping a tree branch with, and those servos are fine. Hmm. Yeah. I'm sorry. We have I'm... one other person at our field that is running uh, Torque Minis Ooh. in his Puma, God. and um, he has not experienced any problems. And mm-hmm. I will say this. If I was building the machine right now, I probably would have went with Minis. No way. Sorry, I'm Camp Ron. No way. <laughs> you hear it here first. Todd would want a mini. No. I mean, the, the amount no of way. torque these minis are putting out I are get what it. full size we're putting out three years ago. I understand, but the components are smaller. I, no, dude. Mm-mm. Nope. Sometimes smaller is better. Nope. nope. Disagree 1,000%. Yeah, I've stalled a mini servo on a Kraken 570. Yeah, no. I, mm-mm. And that'd be, that would be my worry, is that they would stall. You know, it's not... It's not whether or not they're they're torquey enough to get through most things. It's when you get into those weird situations where you need to pull harder and it's not going to go because it's going to stall. But Kevin, if it has 300 and some inch ounces of torque to begin with, you're not going to stall it. Ooh, no. And just it's the components are smaller, man. No, I'm not on board. I just can't. But if it. it can do if it, if it can do that amount of torque the components must be able to handle it. Let's let's just okay. Then let's preface it with this. Then, if you're gonna go mini, then you need to go with a freaking big Brutus mini, not some freaking like, uh, for example, the MKS ninety seven sixty seven, which is like a hundred and thirty ounce inch torque. Like, just no. I would not run those on that heli. That I just wouldn't. I would if I was going to, like you say, I would. It would be three hundred ounce or something more. You know what I mean? Sure. I, I think no. it's dependent on what, what servos you're going to put in. Like, if you want to put the Theta, the DH1 low profiles, which is not really a mini servo, it just looks like one, then that's that option. But I personally wouldn't put a Sabre C1 in there, and that's nothing to do with the Sabre itself. I just wouldn't do it. I just don't think it's a good idea. Plain and simple. I just don't think they have enough torque. I've flown mini servos in a 580 that what they said on paper had plenty of torque, but in real life they just plain didn't. And see, that's the other side to this is, you know, we've also heard and discussed that, you know, those numbers are fudged. And we're not talking any specific brand. Right. Like it's like this, we're not, it's nothing to do with Theta, it's nothing to do with any brand. In the world. Right. I'm just a little, a little skeptical, just from my own personal experience. And not again, it's going to depend on your flying style, right? For sure. Absolutely. That's yeah. what I said. You know, if I was to build another Have one right now. Have you seen Gooch fly? I mean, one of his hashtags says, I'm beginning to fly like skids. Come on. Man. I mean, that's, that's, why, that's why I let Chris rip on it. Right? Because I'm like, you know, I stood next to him. I didn't run away. He's like, here you go, dude. Have fun. And then walk away. Like, I, I don't know. Like, I, I think the jury is still out. A lot of people yeah. say no. But at the same time, is I mean, I ran that with 
you know the the BLS one two seventy twos in it, and I, technically I, those BLS two seventy twos have less torque than the Theta Minis that I have in their sabers. Yeah, but I will say this: I will also preface this that I did raise the amperage in those minis. Mm. I, I don't know, because we were pushing them pretty hard between me flying them and then Gucci was flying them. We were pushing those minis pretty hard, and we had no issues. I, I, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to concede to this. Uh, I think if you're somebody who's doing sport flying, even like mild 3D, then mm. let her rip tater chip. If, if you're flying like, you know, Carrie or anybody else, like, mm, mm, maybe you should just go full size. Yeah. You know, well, I also didn't say that one. I really don't fly it above two thousand either. Yeah. See, I mean, I. You know I, what I mean? It's mm. like I want to put minis in the Puma that I know I'm going to put twenty two hundred just to see what the hell is going on. You yeah. know, like I'm I'm not going to do that. I would not run my eight S machine on minis, and you know what I mean. Like I, I just wouldn't. That's just. I'll me, throw though. this out there, Kevin. If I had to stand beside you while you were flying, I would not <laughs> want minis to be inside your helicopter. <laughs> so it's not the servos, it's you. Oh, okay. Fine. Okay. No, I, 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 yeah, no, I'm just, I'm not on board, but that's okay. Again, I think that they have their place with certain people. Yep. Um, but, uh, you know, for the majority of us that, I say majority, I shouldn't even say that, but for the few of us that, and not including myself, but you know that fly exceptionally well. Um, yeah, I don't, I don't know that I would do that, but that's just me. Um, mm -hmm. But obviously, Gooch is proving that they have been pretty successful, and mm -hmm. uh, you know, um, it's say, okay. One day we're gonna be in at the rodeo, and you need to borrow a helicopter. I'll make sure I give you the one with full sizes, <laughs> okay. full size servos. A wink, wink. Please, please give me the full you know? size one. I gotta so. figure out how I'm gonna get my helmet out there. <laughs> <laughs> I want Todd standing right beside me to my right. Um, on my right side. But let, let's talk full size. I I, I like I said, I, my full size servos are uh the BK's uh eight thousand wants the old school. What 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 do you guys run full size wise? I'm running a new BK's in mine. Okay. Kyle. Um, that is a good question. Uh, for, I can't remember if it's Thetas or BKs. I think it's uh, the BK 9000 ones. Okay. Uh, I am running the uh, Expert R2s in one of them, and then the Thetas in the other, full size. Mm -hmm. so, yeah. So how about this? What hole are you running on in the servo arm? I'm running the full inner hole on mine. Are you? Yes. I set it to the manual, whatever that is. Is that middle? Middle, yeah. I, I run them all in the middle. Yeah. Hmm. I'm running the front two servos in the middle and the elevator servo all the way in. Yeah? <laughs> yeah, I built it wrong and I never fixed it. <laughs> That's right. I was about to say, wasn't that a mistake, an accident? <laughs> yeah, I built it wrong. Oh, my god. Never cared enough to fix it. I know. I, I'm never standing next to you. I mean, you saw it? Some... it it flew fine. Well, yeah, just like my minis fly fine. Yeah, whatever. <laughs> Work is more important than geometry there, pal. Come on. Is it? Yeah. Hmm. Interesting. I have heard of people mix-matching their cyclic servos and, and let <laughs> yeah. it rip. I have seen this. 
And I, at first I was like, no, no way, no how. And they flew it. And I was like, okay, all right, whatever. I was, still wouldn't do it, but, you know, whatever. It's cool. Yeah. Oh, that means some of your servos have more torque than the others. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It rolls left way quicker than right. <laughs> Those backflips look crisp. <laughs> Yeah. yeah, it's still like that, and it flies fine. I'm sure the V-Bar hates every second of it, but uh, that's why we fly V-Bar. It, it compensates. That's yeah. right. That's yep. right. Yep, and for my minis, they're just sabers, the programmable. Because I, I, I wasn't going to run them on stock. Uh, uh, Amperage, I bumped it up as much as it could go up. So, yep, yep, yep. Uh, next. Next, next, next. Right. Tuning. Mm. Do we have anything that makes it fly better? Or is it just good out the box? If it ain't broken, don't fix it. I mean, that's what Kyle's telling us. Yeah. No lightness on your flybar or on your <laughs> helicopter does not need it. 713s and bump up the lightness. <laughs> yeah. You never have to touch the collective ever again. Yeah. Just yeah. flip it. Um. Yeah, no, I I really don't do well. I have s- settings that I start at with every seven hundred. It doesn't matter what it is, and that's my baseline, and I go from there. So, um, I I actually did not pay attention to the next question or there where it says you know differences between raw and puma. I did not take notes, so I apologize. So I can't really answer that. Um, but I do know that they are very similar, and uh, I don't I don't make too many different changes uh, that are different from each other when it comes to seven hundreds. They're pretty close. But yeah, uh, I don't think I did anything different. I think I am playing with different pitch ranges, where I'm reducing pitch, uh, where it used to be like thirteen and a half plus. Now I'm more like twelve and a half, and uh, I'm actually going that direction and using uh, what is it like pitch pump or collective ad or whatever it is, and you know getting to pop that way. But um, it seems to smooth it out where it doesn't doesn't bog nearly as bad. And um, and I I've been going that route these days. It'll work. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's kind of. You know, unfair because we all fly Neo and ours, right? And, and that we're on the show right now. But I just don't know if I had to do anything crazy to mine. Like I, same thing. You start with the base, but it's it wasn't like I had major issues where like I had to run something because the tail was not or doing something and all mm-hmm. of that. It was pretty close to just normal setup you know, or stock setup, you know, for me. Right. I, I didn't see anything that jumped at me. I'm like, man, like, why did I have to pump up the gain, the eye gain so much than yeah. before? Yeah. Gotcha. Yeah, for sure. All right. So nothing really to add there. Awesome. <laughs> uh, all right. Let's get to the good stuff. Crashing. What are we seeing? What's the usual suspects? Tell us, Kevin. Do you have any experience with that? <laughs> hey, let me tell you. Yeah, Kevin, tell us. Um, first and foremost, blades. Um, mm. And uh, but you know what? Here is the one thing that really turned me on to this model. And even though 
There's been times where I've been flying it, you know, just over 2,000 on the head. This thing crashes pretty darn well. I, it, me personally, uh, I, usually it's the skids. One of the skids will break, the white skids, because they're the ultralight skids. Um, I think I had one time where it went in where there was no power, uh, and I did bend the secondary shaft underneath and the tail front tail pulley, um, but uh, it was showing up in a vibration, and then that's where we, we pinpointed it when we took the blades off and, and whatnot. So uh, so not, not maybe necessarily your typical parts that you may see, uh, you know, from the from the more beefier raw, but um, but it really and truly it fares pretty well. Links, of course, pitch links sometimes will go that might fly off. Uh, the blade grip arms they do sometimes get tweaked. Uh, I've never bent a blade grip arm. I don't think or a blade grip itself. I don't think I've ever done that. Um, I mean, usually the boom, because it's carbon, it usually survives. Tail fins, maybe? Um, I mean, really, it's it's usually pretty minimal. Am I right or wrong? And I there's been times, like, well, there was one time where I crashed one, and the blade grips felt slightly notchy. But if you do the pull test, where you pull out on them and test them, and I'm like, okay, well, it's still smooth when you pull on them. Went out and flew it, and it, it, it tracked perfect, you know? So we've yeah. actually crashed them using the same spindle, same main shaft, same thrust bearing, same radials, af even after a crash, you know, which is pretty remarkable. I've never crashed one. You've never crashed one. Jesus, oh. God. Mm, so same for me, I have not. Go ahead. So thought nothing for you? Nope. But I think you can take over from here, Gucci. Yeah. <laughs> so we ran some tests at the Gucci camp of crashing. And, um... So let's start with the, the most recent one is I was trying to get the hello, the airplane out of a tree and I hit a, a tree branch. Wait, you were trying to knock a plane out of the tree with your helicopter flying it? Yes. Like going right above it, you know, and just kind of pitch pump it until it starts, you know, it starts pushing it. It was a foamy, right? Mm. And August, you know, it was probably, I don't know, 60 70 feet high there's a big old oak tree and i was up there probably for three minutes just kept doing it i was kind of getting the the wind to happen and then a gust came and pushed me right into the tree and i, I tried to come out of it and back but it pushed me and as i was coming back up i hit a branch that was kind of above me and so it hit a, tr a tree branch uh probably want to say probably at least you know, three inches in, in, you know, diameter. And it, what I didn't know is it hit, throttle hold, it bounced and hit every branch on the way down, 60, 70 feet high. It came down, blades were gone. Boom was fine. Canopy was fine. And I had the broken skids. Yeah. Right? So I took it apart. What I found out is that internal to the transmission, that Jesus bolt at the bottom of the transmission, yeah, it it literally broke into four pieces. Wow! <clears throat> it shredded that thing. I mean, it was a clear. It was, you know. So I I replaced that. I replaced the main shaft. That was more 
I, I looked at it. It looked fine, but I'm more one of those guys. Like, if I already have a transmission open, I'm just going to replace that, and then you know, just get you know, uh, main shaft in and spindle in, and uh, the blade grip bearings. Yeah. But that was hitting a tree branch at 2,000 RPM, 1950. Right. 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 I've put one on the head, and Todd was a uh, you know, witness of that too. And that one had like a pitch arm. I think the spindle was good. The uh, main shaft was good. The tail was good. The boom was good. And then the skids again. Yeah. Yeah. So, the one with the auto where the blades weren't turning? Yep. Huh. Yep. Yeah. So, that one, you know, and it, it, it didn't hit on the power, right? But it hit right on the head. Right. And it ripped the uh, the pitch arm. The only reason why I had to replace the pitch arm or the blade grip is because it ripped the pitch arm out of it. So that pitch arm was still fine. I just had to get a new blade grip. Right. So you're probably looking, I, I think generally, like you could average out, not counting blades, because blades always, they they break, you know. And I had another minor tip over on, a, on an auto. Generally, you're looking at about 100 bucks. Yeah, I was going to say, if it were a high side, it'd be 200, but I don't even think yeah. it's that. I think it's pretty, pretty minimal. Yeah. Um, I also had the, the Jesus bolt inside the transmission brake, but mind you, I had crashed it twice prior. Again, reminder, this is a 580 trans more or less, and it's swinging, you know, 700 blades. Uh, but after two crashes, uh, I, this was the 8S machine. I uh, that was when I was mentioning earlier that I broke something and I was just being absolutely a complete and total dick to this this helicopter. And I mean, hard stops, hard rainbows, full 2100 head speed. And it was on 713s and it absolutely just gave up was like, nope. And it broke the uh, the Jesus bolt in flight. But again, it was it was already probably fractured and damaged from two prior crashes, and uh, you know it just finally gave up. But um, that was the only one that was I would consider like bad, you know. Um, but the rest of the time, I yeah, it's been pretty minimal. Like I, I'm, it's a very impressive machine. I I have to admit that uh, it's. It's been fun and it's been very minimal uh, when it comes to crash costs, minus blades, of course. So, yeah, definitely that bolt. Keep an eye on it. And and yeah. there's some in in you know that are flying these these Pumas that they'll say that they'll change the the uh, bolt mm -hmm. after a crash. Yeah. You know now there's a revision. I think they're coming out with full titanium bolts. You know, moving forward, I think all the new kits and uh, moving forward. I even the last one that I rebuilt, my second Puma that hit the tree. Um, I ordered. You had like I had. I didn't see the the bolt by itself. You had to buy the whole bearing set. Now right. the bearing set for my the bearings in my transmission were fine. They're all smooth and no issues. So I just bought that whole kit. It did come with a new titanium. And what it is, it's like the way, you know, to distinguish between the old style and the new titanium bolt is the titanium bolt is like shiny all throughout. Okay. Um, 
So yeah, keep an eye on that. The other thing that I want to point out is I was helping out somebody local to my field. Um, and he, he had a, a minor tip over, same thing, an auto or something along those lines. And after that, the transmission or well, the lower frame had this shake in it. And, you know, we went through the whole problem. I mean, he, he bought all new transmit. I mean, he did a lot of stuff to it. We worked on, you know, uh, the belt tension. You know, one thing to keep an eye out for is I personally, I run a little bit lighter belt tension. I don't go perfect like they indicated, dead middle, flat, whatever the case may be, how, however you want to say it. But I, I leave the tail belt a little bit on the looser side. And I also don't go crazy on the motor belt. And why is that? Why do you do that? I think it's just more or less it's just the vibration, the tr- transmittal vibration between all the points. The tighter it is, the more it's going to send you that. That's kind of how I've seen it. Well, Plus, the, go- the reason behind it is the fact that that tensioner is the same tensioner that comes in the raw 700 kit. Uh, okay. Okay. So, you it, again, you know, how do I say this? Yes, you can buy these kits these days, and pretty much you can be somebody who's never done it before and put it together. But the fact of the matter is, is that, you know, it is a modeler's kit. You know, you kind of have to use some common sense and, and use some experience to kind of gauge that. Because the belt tension is a little excessive, you know, according to the manual for the Puma. So it is a guideline. And, you know, every kit that you put together sometimes can be different than your buddy's kit. That's just kind of how mm-hmm. it is. So, mm-hmm. um, but, but that, that tensioner, to the best of my knowledge, is the same as the raw 700. So you definitely don't want to use the same tension that um, is outlined mm-hmm. in the manual. Even the motor belt, like, I would loosen that up, you know, more so than you would on, you know, a big full raw. Mm-hmm. You know. Yeah. Pro tip. Uh, yep. Yeah. Uh, but what we found out, so after he, the person almost rebuilt the old transmission, new head, new main shaft, a bunch of work done to it. Um, I said, well, let, let's, did you change the dampeners? Well, no. So I took out the dampeners and it's got, you know, the, the Delrin caps, right? And it's got two O-rings. He's, he told me that based on when he got it, he built it. He got, you know, the 90 durometer you know, a uh, bag. That's what he used for the dampeners, the O-rings. Well, when I took him out and I actually squeezed the, the squeeze test out of the four, one was like way softer than the others. Hmm. Now, you know, could there be a mix-up? I, I don't know. All I knew is that I took down one, I put it in on the inside position, right, of in inside the head, the first, and then I came with the the, the stiffer one on the outside. Put the caps back on, put it out, and it was butter smooth. Yeah, no more vibration. So there's these things where you know it's it's a you know it's a five you know a lot of the stuff we keep hammering down is five eighty five eighty. There there's you know there's a little bit of modeling involved with these things, but that's just by nature. I mean, you have an eight pound helicopter as a success, right? You know, nine pound as a twelve S. That comes at, you know, I don't want to say a con because it's not really a con, but there is some drawbacks to running this light airframe. Right. And it might be that it's not as, you know, you know, sturdy, I guess you could call it, whatever the case might be. So just be careful. Like if you have those issues, 
contact the, you know, support, you know, wherever you got it, the helicopter from, or, you know, SAB USA, go to their support side and just ask the questions and, you know, they'll, they'll help you in no time. Right. You have to keep an eye when you're building this. Um, those dampeners um, can be a little bit confusing. I mean, mm -hmm. you kind of have to squeeze them and feel the hard ones compared to the softer ones. Mm -hmm. Make sure you get the right ones in there. And just saying that, I would recommend just everybody just put the 90s all the way around in it. Um, I see this on uh, Facebook all the time. People are complaining about oscillations at low head speeds and so on and so on. And people be like, oh, your dampeners are too hard. I run 90s on all mine. And some of my helicopters, I actually have custom dampeners that I have made, which are solid. There's no dampening hardly at all in them. Mm -hmm. and I have never ran across the low head speed wobbles because of dampeners being too hard. Okay. Um, I could say probably I've had that problem if they're too soft. So just something to keep in mind. I think if you just throw the 90s in there, you're going to be pretty happy. You're not going to have any oscillation issues. Is, Is there, oh, go ahead. Go, uh, so question for you, Todd, because, you know, you obviously have the experience. Was the, the, soft, the softer dampeners that something from the fly bar days, more or less? We're back in, because I've I've heard that we're like just about everything now. They say even F3C, they're like, don't even worry about doing softer. Just go, you know, the hardest, you know, the tightest fit that, you know, the uh, dampening that you have. I think it made more difference back when we were using fly bars, mm -hmm. which okay. dampeners you were using. Yeah. Okay. But now with the control system flying it, I think the more connected the control system is, to the rotor heads, to the rotor blades, the okay. better the gyro can react. Yeah. If you okay. throw in that little bit of dampening, then the gyro doesn't know exactly what's going on. So Yeah. Okay. Makes sense. That's yeah. why I wanted to bring that up, because I think that's there might be that some people have that mindset from the old days, and it's just might not be the case with the new technology, with the new fly barrels units. I think okay. so. Okay. So as far as uh, building techniques, are there any catches or any you know, things that you would do differently building this, or is it pretty straightforward? It's pretty straightforward, but I would recommend um, the one-way bearings on any of the SAB helicopters. Uh, make sure you lube that bearing. I know when you pull it out of the bag, it's it looks like it has lube in there, but go in there and put extra lube in there. What are um, you using for lube? So I used to use um, these little clear bottles of a line grease that came with Align models back in the day. It may the still come with grease. Them. I don't know what this was. It was a clear grease. Yeah. It's now lithium. I use sure, right? I, I use the actual SAB grease that they sell for the um, one-way bearings. Okay. It's been working really, really well. Okay. That's Good the yellow know. tube, Todd. I believe it is. Yeah, well, I use that on everything. Thank you, Kyle. They actually make three different greases now. I just seen one, yeah. another one come out this with this week. Yeah, yeah, there, yeah, yeah. There's like yellow, black, and now there's a new one, like a white label, I think. Cool. Anything else build-wise? I can't think of anything. Yeah. yeah. It let, is pretty let, straightforward. Yeah, let the Loctite do the work. <laughs> Don't right. go crazy. Yeah, definitely. All right. Well, uh, so in conclusion, uh, what are your thoughts of this model? I'm happy I have it in my fleet. It's not my everyday machine, but uh, definitely, you know, it's 
it's like an end of the day machine for me. So, cause it okay. just uses one pack. So it's very easy for me to, you know, get a couple flights in while I'm storage charging my 12S packs or cleaning my nitros or whatever. Right. Um, it's just, it works really, really well for me as a um, secondary machine. If I just want to relax and go out and fly on 6S, it works out really, really well for me. Nice. Yeah. How about you, Gooch? So for me, for my flying style, the fact that I'm still, you know, trying to to practice and, and do transitions and, and still on my way, you know, to learning, I think that machine makes complete sense for me. You know, um, it's it's crashing well when I crash it because I do crash it. Um, it uh, I like the fact, so here's the deal. It's like one thing that I just realized the other day when I was thinking about it was I like the fact that I could get away with 3300s, mm-hmm. right? And the reason why I say that is because I only have the, the K4 now, right? So with only having like, you know, eight amps per side that I could charge rate, if I put uh, 5,000s, for example, I cannot do 2C. So it would take me longer to charge, mm-hmm. right? So to me, the machine is what we said earlier. It makes perfect sense for me for practicing. Um, I've started doing more transitions because it's a little bit more forgiving and you're not running 2,000 RPM. I could practice just about everything that I want to do, transitions, even some maneuvers with, at 1,600 RPM. Because I feel like 1,600 RPM on that machine is more like the Krakens at 21, 22. Right. But, you know, the, the, the heavier stuff. So, and you don't have to run that head speed. So, to, for me, it's a winner in my book. And it shares parts with the Raw Nitro 700. So, winner for me. All right. Kyle, what you think, bud? I agree. Um, I use it along the same lines as Todd was mentioning. Like, kind of at the end of the day, if you're done flying, you know, maybe a Raw 700 or or on Nitro or something. I usually fly it anywhere from one to three times at the end of the day, just to kind of relax, um, you know, kick it into the lower bank and, and cruise around, just one pack, slide it in, and, you know, I can discharge all those in uh, less than 10 minutes, depending on how I fly it. So I think it has a spot in the fleet. It's not the main machine. I won't go to the field with just the Puma, but uh, I definitely don't see it getting replaced or removed from the fleet anytime soon. Like, it's just one of those that I can always count on and don't have to really mess with it, don't have to maintain it um, outside of, you know, the normal stuff, but it's, it just takes the beating. Yeah, I get a yeah. kick out of it. Oh, boy. So I'm going to be that guy, huh? Um, yep. Yeah, leave it to me. Uh, so... <laughs> Okay, the con, the, the pros. Uh, I think it is a fantastic machine. I think that I have enjoyed it immensely. Um, I've had a really good time with both of mine. Uh, I've had some mishaps that were unfortunate and that were very frustrating, but it was not the machine's fault. It was owner-operator's fault. Um, I've never experienced um, any um, mechanical failures. Uh, aside from that bolt breaking in flight, but again, it had been crashed a couple times, so I can't blame the machine as if that's you know a major problem on its or that it's its fault because it's that you know it it took abuse beforehand, so can't blame it for that. But I I literally have never had any mechanical you know failures um, other than the one, and 
I've never, I've only dumb thumbed one of them because the rest of the time it's been just stupid things on my part, like the batteries falling out of the, the heli and whatever. But, um, so it has been a very reasonable machine to own and operate. And I think that it does very good at what it was designed to do. I think, again, I think 8S was home for me uh, if I decide to keep one of those. But um, when I was at Heli Extravaganza and I hadn't flown a RAW 700 in a while and I converted my three blade to a two blade with the three blade tail and I flew it, I all of a sudden, it came flooding back as to why I really loved the RAW. And I am very much a person who likes a Swiss Army helicopter, Swiss Army knife helicopter. Does that make sense? I don't, I don't want to have to have a fleet of helicopters. I never have. I'm not that guy. Um, and I reflect back on, you know, one day I was in Charlotte flying Scott's Kraken 700, and he had it set up for 1600, and... I flew the entire pack on 1600 and I had a ball. It was a lot of fun, but it was also a, a restrained flight. And that's where I get myself into trouble is when I'm using a machine like that. A lot of times I tend to go straight to bank three, rip on it and land after two and a half minutes. Right. Um, but again, after flying my raw 700 at hex, I, I, I began to really miss the raw 700 and it began to really make me realize that um, that maybe the Puma isn't for me. And uh, I would rather have a RAW that I can show restraint with where I can just not fly in Bank 3. And I can still have just as much fun doing that, even though you feel the weight difference, I, I will give you that. Uh, but I had more fun doing that than I did having to sw swap between helicopters, you know what I mean? Having multiple ones. I'd rather have one just do it all. And so I am, I'm kind of on the fence right now uh, of whether or not I'm going to keep mine. And, uh, but I have that raw 700 coming and uh, we'll, we'll kind of go from there and see what happens. But, uh, but I do think it's fantastic. I don't, you know, I don't want there to be a takeaway that, you know, I'm not happy with it. It's just, I don't like having lots of helicopters. That's never been my thing. And, um, you know, so I, I think I'm kind of moving back towards the raw 700, <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, but it's, it's an awesome machine. It really is. It's great. And if you're somebody who is sport flying or doing mild 3d, or you're wanting a machine to practice because maybe your raw 700 is a freaking animal. Uh, then I say get one. It's amazing. To be able to do, like Kyle was saying, slip in one pack, one after the other, uh, is pretty awesome because then you don't have to charge two packs at once. You're just charging one, and that's amazing. Um, you know, I mean, I mean, I, I showed up to the field the other day with my four 7S packs, and I had the Nitro, I think it was, or whatever it was I was doing, and, you know, I, I didn't even take the charger with me because there was no point, you know? I knew I was going to get six flights, and I was going to go home, and that was going to be it. You know what I mean? So it's kind of nice to be able to just have all that stuff charged up, do what you need to do, and you go home. There's none of this like charging 12S stick packs at the field and blah, blah, blah. But, um, but again, all preference. But it's been fun. And I, uh, 
I'm glad we went over this to kind of help other people, like maybe even Chris Diamante there. Like maybe you're now thinking about the route that you'll go in terms of power system and uh, and how you're choosing to fly it. And uh, hopefully this has been a help to not only you, but other people who decided to listen. When in doubt, yeah, it's buy been... one, buy it, crash it, sell it to Chris. <laughs> there you go. Wow, I see how it is. <laughs> I'll buy your uh, crash humus. There you go. Um, but no, overall, yeah, this has been a help because uh, I had a bag. I bought two. I bought Kevin's and I have a Freedom Edition coming. And the goal is one's going to be 12S and one's going to be 6S. Okay. Um, but really the point for me having a Puma is is all summer we worked on being fast. I haven't worked on any new maneuvers. So I feel like this will help slow stuff down and then transition it over to a full-size raw or Kraken S to make it fast and look presentable. Mm-hmm. So this is going to be like a good in-between. So it's not like I have to learn this maneuver while going 100 miles an hour. I can learn it at like 50. Right, right. Well, if you need batteries and a motor, I'm sure I can help you out with that too. <laughs> you got an Amazon affiliate link? goodness well cool this was fun this was good i hope uh there's somebody out there that we were able to help so you helped me awesome mission accomplished you don't have to look too far awesome good deal other than i know what to look for when i get my heli (laughs) (laughs) all right you guys ready to get it out of here yeah man holy cow All right, uh, so we have Todd here. Todd, how could people get in touch with you if they wanted to? I know we've asked this before, but go ahead and go. Best way would be Facebook Messenger. Okay. Uh, if you'd like to get in touch with us here, you can reach us at theheliheadshow at gmail.com. Would certainly appreciate any emails that you want to offer. If you'd like to be on the show, that's what we're here for. We want to highlight you. You guys are the ones who make this hobby, so come forward, get on the show, and uh and let's learn about who you are so please uh hit us up uh what else we got like our facebook follow and subscribe to us on podbean and itunes do it yeah i have not checked messages in a little while or or, uh comments i'll have to do that here soon Mm -hmm. but uh what else we got shout out to the other heli podcasts and video personalities on the hobby such as william anthony Pew. Does he still make videos, or is he kind of done with that? I think you know, so. Pretty um, cool style. Yeah. I think he is. Was he doing a cooking channel again? I can't remember. No, building guitars. Oh, he, Bill building I. guitar. Is that what he's doing these days? Okay. Yep. Yeah. Right. Oh, man. Hmm. He's getting his plywood from Home Depot. It, what, the, so he's listening That's to That's an Freefall. expensive guitar. Yep. Mm-hmm. <sighs> Jesus guy, I tell yep. you. Uh, their guitars or banjo, I don't know. Yeah, you, know, you never can tell. Musical <laughs> instruments, tubas, whatever. A he's tuba. Doing <laughs> tuba. Oh, goodness. Uh, yes, I do, Chris. What do we got next? Uh, club donations. Yeah. Help a club out. You uh, enjoy going to a club where they put on a fun fly that you attend regularly? Then by all means, help them out. Why does it have to just be one time at the fun fly? Why not help them out throughout the year? I mean, this is how clubs keep going. So, you know, if you have a favorite club, throw them a little bit extra money if you have some. All right? Easy. Uh, yep. Yep. Parting words. Let's get it done. Mm. Who's first? Todd. Todd. Uh, 
All right, got some hashtags. Actually, Brittany Ringer helps me with these hashtags every time you guys ask me to jump on a show <laughs> with you. So some of these are hers. But um, first one, hashtag not ready for this cold weather. Oh. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Hashtag outside temperature nearing my age. <laughs> warning, warning. Definitely a warning. Mm. So when it gets below your age, does that mean you, you hibernate? I go into hibernation mode. Okay. He, gotcha. he pulls out the train set. Trust me. The train set. Good grief. <laughs> you and Shaggy. Okay. Hashtag, hashtag corn mazing the Drake. <laughs> <laughs> That's pretty funny. Last one is uh, hashtag Hellyheads rule. Of course. Mm-hmm. Hey, thank you very mm-hmm. much. That's awesome. All right, Kyle. I only have three. Okay. The logo two. Oh, sorry. Hashtag logo two hundred is a gone go two hundred. <laughs> Hashtag still prefer it raw. Mm-hmm. Hashtag midlife airplane crisis at twenty seven years old. Oh, Jesus, what are you going to do at forty seven years old? Right, you're freaking drones probably. I don't know. Oh my goodness, <laughs> Jesus. All right. So, uh, hashtag cold weather sucks. Embrace your innie because it's cold, and you know what happens when it's cold. <laughs> hashtag rodeo Gross. or bust. Uh, hashtag smell any farts. We might soon. You, you might. never know. Mm-hmm. And then hashtag I don't know if you know that I don't know that I don't know. Mm. And this came from a podcast, so let's see if they pick up on it. All right, <laughs> let's see. All right, Chris. Yep. All righty. Hashtag Gucci got me with the vid. Hashtag thank you, free fall, for fixing my ceiling. Hashtag mm-hmm. assert dominance. Mm-hmm. Hashtag Todd didn't lose interest. Probably did. Uh, hashtag C square. Hint, hint. Nice. And hashtag Kevin crashed my helicopter. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry, man. I'm sorry. Oh, oh. I'm going to make it. One more. Ha- Hashtag, I'm not bitter towards Kevin. <laughs> I love it. I love you, Chris. Thank you. Love you, too. All right, here we go. We got uh, if it flies or hashtag if it flies, it dies or desolders or unplugs or vibrates apart or hmm, batteries fall out. What do we got? I don't know. I got it all. Uh, been there, done that, right? Uh, we got hashtag 12 a.m. was not my limit. We'll see mm. what happens at uh, Rodeo because, you know, Ben... You know, old Ben, I mean, oh, Lord. Old, old dude turns into a pumpkin come like, you know, 11 o'clock. So we'll we're going to party. Happens. We're going to party. <laughs> All right. Uh, out there? What's that? Does it get cold at the rodeo? I, you yeah. know, I've seen them. Yeah. In like hoodies and stuff at nighttime. Right. Oh, boy. Yeah. Well, so I think the difference is that it's so like so much warmer than the day that at night it drops Maybe only like 15, 20 degrees, but it feels that cold. I got to pack yeah. my long underwear. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it might be below your age, Todd. Oh, we're in yeah. trouble. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Better bring your parka. <laughs> All right. Uh, hashtag, if you crash enough, there's no need for maintenance. Uh, and this is my new favorite one. Uh, hashtag, hide your Velcro, hide your wrenches. Cholo be stealing up in here. <laughs> 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 
<laughs> we got hashtag rodeo is for churros. We'll catch you guys next time. This has been episode number 82. And uh, we'll catch you guys on the flip. See ya. Later.